Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Well, you may be poor with a wolf at your door, but money isn't everything. You still got the sun and a river full of fun, and you always have a song to sing. So get the pen off your face, we're gonna replace it with a grin and a dream come true. With a pretty girl dancing to Joe's band music, and a mess of mama's barbecue. Yes, welcome to another Big Fake Radio Show, the Christmas edition. And uh, joining me as always, new Larry. Kevin Jank. Put that cookie down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not only That's did you the only quotable quote. line from this movie. She <laughs> <laughs> did an imitation, yes. Uh, but, but thank you, Jank, for joining us on this Christmas Eve episode. Now, a lot of people would just take Christmas Eve off, you know. But uh, yeah. like Tuffy. Tuffy took Christmas Eve off. <laughs> Oh, I mean, if last year we did a show on Christmas Day, like we can, I feel like it's only right that we do it on Christmas Eve. We did one on <laughs> Christmas Day. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah that was uh, the one where it was just me and you, and then a DOT fan called in, and we played Jeopardy, and he didn't understand oh, the rules. Oh, yeah. That's a year ago already? <laughs> yeah. So, wait, Larry wasn't even on that one either? <laughs> no, Larry. <laughs> That was the beginning of the end, I think. Once we got away with it one time, then it's just like, well, if I do this again. I'll just just take a good seven months off and see if anyone notices. Uh, But, yeah, so it's Christmas Eve, but Jank and I are still here because we know that the kids depend on us. All the little kids down at the orphanage huddled around their uh, fake radio machines, and they they listen to this. They they wait for the show every week, Jank. They're very excited, and uh, we have to do a show. So we're going to do a show. So thanks for being here. And uh, we've got big plans. Well, not really big plans, but uh, I think our buddy Aaron T. Thompson is going to call at some point. He told me in the first hour, yep. then he told you in the second hour. So I don't know. Maybe the third hour he'll be here. I don't know. But he'll yeah. be here at some point. What's the difference? <laughs> Add them all uh, up. And, uh, but uh, we're going to watch Jingle All the Way from 1996. Yeah. Holiday <laughs> classic, I guess some might say, if they don't have very good taste. Yeah, if they've never seen it. <laughs> Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and uh, it has quite the cast, though. We'll get into the cast later, but uh, yeah. it really is loaded. That's for which, sure. Uh, uh, we were going to do, originally, we were trying to find a Christmas movie to watch, and uh, there's a few contenders. I saw I found something called Santa Claus vs. the Martians from, like, 1960-something, and mm-hmm. it's starring a young Pia Zadora when she was a little girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I considered that, and then uh, also Kirk Cameron saves Christmas. That was a contender. Yep. <laughs> and then it looked yep, like which we I hear is, on, uh, is legendarily bad, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I Hopefully hear. Hopefully, it's a good kind of bad. From what I from what I was reading, because uh, you know that Kirk Cameron, he uh, loves the Jesus and he loves uh, oh yeah the, the Christianity and whatnot. But apparently, uh, when you watch the movie, the main message is that Jesus would want us to buy things. Yeah, they want us to be happy. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a very pro-commercialism of Christmas type movie. Even though you think he's going into the Jesus route, but no, 
You went kind of the exact opposite. <laughs> Let's, it's all about the commercialization of Christmas. So maybe next year, Herc. Uh, then, yep. uh, I'll get it, it, seemed like we, it seemed like we settled on uh, Santa with Muscles starring Hulk Hogan. Yeah, sure did. For a brief moment in time, that was our fate for tonight. I even tweeted it out and everything. I said, hey, this is a movie we're going to watch. And uh, then you messaged me, uh, I think a Wednesday or so, and you're like, hey, uh, that movie's not so good. I, I, where did you hear about it on? Well, you heard it on some other podcast? Uh, the Red Letter Media guys did like a Christmas episode uh, for Best of the Worst, and they did like four mo- or four videos, basically, uh, three of which were Christmas movies. One of them just ended up being like a, a forklift safety video. <laughs> but one of the movies was uh, Santa with Muscles, and uh, they really didn't even spend much time on it because like nobody fucking cared. And oh. they're also very drunk by that point, but there's oh, so right. little to say that I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this looks bad. <laughs> like, pretty much what? the only thing they did was talk about, you know, Hulk Hogan's problems in real life. Because <laughs> the movie yeah, was like, just so boring that there's nothing to uh, to get into. Yes, yeah, it stars a, a young uh, Mila Kunis, her first movie role, yeah. Mila Kunis. But uh, I, I don't like Hulk Hogan. I kind of like I hate can't stand him, so I really didn't want to watch it. But I was like, well, this could be goofy, you know. We could talk about uh, Hulk Hogan yeah. matches. Or but then when when you uh, send me that message, Seems I'm like, all right, like he's well. playing playing like a you know a stuck up kind of trust fund kid. So he's like 45. So it's like it seems like <laughs> terrible casting. I think the premise is yeah, he's some rich snobby guy who bonks his head and then thinks he's Santa Claus. And. So I, I think that's the premise. Yeah, and then he kind of learns the error of his ways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, when you said, hey, maybe yeah. let's not watch this, I'm like, all right, that sounds good to me. But uh, I was trying to think of other Christmas movies, and I, and I hear tell this jingle all the way is terrible. And I'm like, well, let's see if that's on Tubi. <laughs> and if it's a terrible movie, of course it's on Tubi. Tubi's got them all. So we went with jingle all the way. <laughs> on the TV. Well, I actually no, watched uh, it on Amazon, so I didn't have to watch oh, the commercials. It made it a oh, little more right. tolerable. <laughs> actually, the commercials were the best part. They're the best part of Jingle All the Way. Uh, but Jingle All the Way Two is also on Tubi if you're interested. Uh, so the first one came out in 1996, and I think Jingle All the Way Two came out in 2014, I believe. So a little. It's not a sequel. <laughs> totally different characters. Soft reboot. Instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, it stars Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah, yikes! <laughs> I'm so glad and we didn't the, do uh, that one. And the production company WWE Films. That's right, the WWE oh, made no. Jingle All the Way too. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me want to watch it. Well, now. I mean, clearly there was a cash cow that was just sitting there waiting to be taken. Yeah. But we'll, we might have to check it out at some point. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be watching Jingle all the way. We'll be discussing that. And then also, Jank, uh, did you go see the Spider-Man? I did. Yes, I saw it this morning. Ah, all right. We'll, we'll talk about Fresh that Fresh in my brain. <laughs> I, also, uh, I also finished the Hawkeyes. That ended this week. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I heard some things about it, and it doesn't make sense to me. But <laughs> yeah, We'll talk about it. Talk about it. I also yeah. watched the Black Widows. Uh, I went back and watched the Black Widows, oh. yeah. and and uh, on uh, the Peacocks, I watched uh, the MacGrubers. <laughs> MacGruber. <gasps> the movie or is the show up yet? The show's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck me! I need to watch that immediately. 
through all of it. Uh, it's eight episodes, and uh, we'll talk about that oh. later. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there, that's the big show we got planned. That's all. Oh, I also uh, going to give an update on my uh, FanDuel account. I have a FanDuel account, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'll update yeah, you on that. in those millions. And I think I'm going to start a new segment. Every week I will give a uh, a $1 parlay that people can play, but it's going to be like uh, <laughs> not on football or basketball. It's, tonight it's going to be on darts. So if you want to uh, make a bet <laughs> on darts, I got your parlay for you later tonight. All right? I don't know if I can trust your tips on darts. Like, are you really that <laughs> avid of a follower of the darts no. game? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, so every week, I'll just give you guys a, a random parlay. You can bet on the Fandles, and uh, you'll be just winning money, left and right. Don't you worry about it. So we'll, that'll be an hour two as well. All right, but here at All the right. top of the show, I just want to say uh, thank you to Kevin Jank here because uh, you gave me the, the most wonderful gift of all on Christmas. You sent me four uh, comic books of uh, our girl Sybil Danning. She apparently has her own comic book called Black Diamond, which I'd never yeah. heard of. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. Amazing. By some weird like, off-brand company. It's not Marvel or DC. It's just, you know, some weird thing. Yeah. It didn't last very long. <laughs> she probably yeah, made she it like, She's like a spy or something. Uh, I haven't read them yet. Yeah. I'm saving them for, uh, you're going to be on Fully Market Fantasy all in January. We're, we're definitely going to review Black Diamond uh, <laughs> next time I get to pick a yeah. book. Yeah. So uh, I'll read the whole run of it then. But yeah, so thank you. Can't wait. Danny as a yeah, and thank you for the uh, for the sweet letter Kenny jersey that you sent me. <laughs> yeah, I'm very yeah, excited cheap, about that cheap knockoff hockey jersey. But uh, yeah, I sent you and Tuffy uh, Shorzy jerseys from Letter Kenny. Yeah, number sixty nine and Shorzy on the back. <laughs> but he, here's what surprised yep. me though. They know which ones they're going to sell the most. <laughs> you could have Rowdy or Jonesy, but no, people want Shorzy. Yeah, I guess technically, if you're getting an authentic Shorzy jersey, it would just say Shore on the back, because that's yeah, his name, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, no one would know that. They're like, why does it say Shore on the No, you just get the Shorzy. It's fine. It's fine. It's a joke. No one you cares. have a Polly Shore jersey? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, it's Shorzy. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I like the little jersey. I figure the worst you can do, you just hang it up there. It'll look nice on a wall, sticking on a wall or something. <laughs> but uh, hanging on a hang- hanger somewhere. But uh, so I got one for you and Toppy, so you guys can get together and have your own little pickup hockey team. You know, you can. Uh, be yeah, people will be very <laughs> confused that we're wearing the same number and same name. No, don't worry about it. You like them Sabine twins out there? It'd be fine. Uh, but here's what surprised me is when you uh, messaged me to thank me and whatnot, you said, hey, because uh, I, I told you I wanted to get you a hockey jersey so you can sit around like your buddy Kevin Smith all day in a hockey jersey. Cause that's all that guy does is just wear hockey jerseys and sit around all day. Yep. And I was like, oh, you can do that now. And you said, I already have five hockey jerseys. Like, what the fuck? How do you have five hockey We do a hockey show every week. This has never come up. I, I'm under the impression that you have it no must concept have at some of hockey. Point. Like, you have no like, – <laughs> like, do you know anything about hockey? Like, I just assumed you didn't know anything about hockey. I mean, let's be fair. None of them are actual, like, hockey team jerseys. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like these are NHL teams or anything like that. <laughs> That's what I was confused. I was like, wait, you're holding out on me? You've got, like, uh, you know, I, I guess a Penguin yeah. jersey? No, you're a secret Capitals fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you're a Flyers fan. We'd be looking for a new new Larry if you were a Flyers fan. Yeah. But uh, so what, what kind of hockey jerseys do you have there, Jay? Uh, so I got the one you just gave me. I have another uh, Letterkenny one. Uh, it's also Shorzy, but it's the, uh, the Letterkenny Irish. 
So it's sort of like yeah. the red and the white. Now, the letter Kenny uh, Irish, that, that's like the uh, – because the one I got is the letter Kenny Shamrocks. And yeah. I think that's like Irish their, was like early on. Yeah, they've been on a like senior a jerseys they wear throughout yeah. this series. Yeah. But, the, but I, did, I think they, currently they're on the No Regretskis, that beer hockey league. <laughs> no Regretskis. <laughs> but, yeah, they did wear these shamrocks at one point. But, uh, all right, yeah. so you got the two letter Kenny sweaters, and then what? Um, I've got two, like, Kevin Smith uh, jerseys because <laughs> he started just eventually selling them <laughs> and making some money off of it. <laughs> so uh, I got – not, you're not going to like this one, but it's Oilers colors. Uh, but That's it's a right. Batman on Batman jersey. <laughs> so it's got, like, Kevin Smith's logo, kind of looking like the old 60s Batman logo, but with Kevin Smith's face on there. Um, and then I also have a uh, – they call it the Bob Hawk jersey because uh, Bob Hawk was, like, the guy at Miramax that kind of got clerks picked up in the first place. And uh, he passed away, and he was a big friend to Kevin Smith. So they made this Bob Hawk jersey, which is basically wow. – it's like a Blackhawks jersey. It's black and got, like, the red and the, uh, the white. And uh, it's got, like, a very Blackhawks-esque logo, except it's, instead of, the, like, the Native American guy's face, it's uh, Kevin Smith's face, you know, basically doing Silent Bob. And, uh, and so the feathers in the back, he's got, like, the backwards hat, <laughs> and he's smoking a blunt. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sounds impressive. Yeah. That's now, did the nice. Bob Hawks, did they ever rape any of their own teammates and then, like, not report it or anything? <laughs> did that ever happen? No. No, <laughs> no, marks right. on, no black marks on their soul. Yeah. So I feel They're pretty good about wearing that one instead. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's pretty good. So you, you have five hockey jerseys, but really none of them are about a hockey team. So that's all right. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, because the only other one I have is uh, the first one I ever got was I bought it at Riot Fest, uh, and it's for the band Rancid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for the band Rancid. So, yeah. All right. None of them have anything to do with hockey. <laughs> well, Jank, uh, let, let me pause you right there because I just look, happened to look at the switchboard, and I think our uh, buddy Aaron C. Thompson's here. Let me see if he's here. Aaron C. Thompson. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> there he is. Hey. Now, he made now, it. Aaron C., first of all, Aaron C. Thompson, uh, Merry Christmas Eve to you, my friend, and uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas yeah. to you guys. Yeah, thank you for coming on the hey, big show. Let me let me ask Jank something real quick. Uh oh. The idle hands <laughs> Facebook profile picture switch. What made you do that today? <laughs> idle hands. Oh, uh, you know, you know what? <laughs> I well, think the reason it. was big text for what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, so I like to make. Uh, yeah, I like to make kind of like Photoshop pictures of putting myself into movies or TV shows or, you know, crazy shit like that. Um, and I usually change my Facebook profile pic to one of these every Friday. And so today I put one of me uh, from the movie Idle Hands, which is like a horror comedy from like 1998 or so, 99, somewhere around there. 1999. Um, yeah. Yeah, there I, I've heard of it, but um, who's in it? Anyone we know? Is it a famous person? Devin Sawa. <laughs> yeah. The little giant quarterback. Oh. Devin Sawa. He's the idle hands man. And then Seth Green and some other guy. The guy, I think it's the kid who played uh, Foggy Nelson on Daredevil, actually, is the other oh. guy. Oh. Wow. How about yeah. That? 
<laughs> Jessica Alba's in it as well. Looking Ooh, good. Hey now. Yeah. Yeah. So why did I you think... pick Idle Hands though? Just because you wanted to murder somebody? Or... No, because you know what I did uh, last week. I rented uh, this new movie called Black Friday, which was uh, it had like Bruce Campbell and it had Devin Sawa in it. Like I haven't seen that kid in fucking you know twenty years, and now he's in a movie again. <laughs> I was like an adult. It's weird. I was like, oh, yeah, Idle Hands. I should do that one. <laughs> Devin Sow is still alive. <laughs> never heard of the kid. I've never heard that name before in my life until this evening. Wow. Have you ever heard of He was in, like, Final Destination. Know. Never watched yeah, any Little of Little Giants. Never saw Little Giants. Oh. SLC he Punk. He was... Never saw he that did. either. Yeah, that's uh, mm. probably <laughs> was, he the the, uh, <laughs> was he ever in an episode of Columbo like, at any point? <laughs> Sadly, no. Yeah, then I don't know who he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Bob Conrad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's the reason why we picked him all the way, by the way, because he has Bob Conrad in it. Yep. <laughs> so, why demands that we have someone from Columbo in these episodes <laughs> in the movies we watch. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later as well. So, Aaron C. Thompson, uh, big plan for Christmas? What are you doing for the big Christmas holiday? I got to go down to the family's house and, uh, you know, spend six or seven hours shaking hands, kissing babies. <laughs> That's the way the, does the family right? live uh, in the same area, or do you have to travel? Yeah, it's only an hour drive, but still, Christmas on an interstate – yeah, it's not good. Yeah. You yeah. never, you never know. There could be a big problem that happens, but it's not that. I mean, it's not like going. I don't feel like it's going over the river through the woods, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I don't really mind it. If it was like three hours away, I definitely wouldn't be driving Christmas Day to get there. I would drive, you know, Christmas Eve. But it's it is. I thought you gotta go what all the way up the stairs. Uh, yeah, I had to walk out the hallway and turn left, and then uh, <laughs> I saw the family today. <laughs> that was about it. You don't have uh, to do any other uh, <laughs> Christmas stuff? No, no. See, that was the worst part about being married is uh, you had two families to do stuff with. Yeah. And that was terrible because we would always – we would usually do – Do not uh, recommend. Like my family, we usually did Christmas Eve, and then her family, we did Christmas – uh, we'd go over in the, after, the afternoons, and we'd be there, like, all day. But, uh, yeah, it was annoying. Uh, that's too much. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole <laughs> two-day much. ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> but Thanksgiving, you had to do them both the same day then on Thanksgiving. So that, so that was kind of yeah. cool, like, the first, wherever you went to first, it was kind of cool because you oh, we got to go. We got to go see her family now. Oh, no. And then, but then once you can't use that excuse, though, you know, after you get to the second one. Like, oh, well, you already saw his family. You're here all night then. Oh, yay. Um, yeah, so it sucks. But uh, you gotta go see someone else's family. I think the word is menage a trois. <laughs> the moral of that story is don't get married. That's the moral. Uh, don't, don't <laughs> That's the moral of the most stories around this show. I feel like. <laughs> so, Aaron, uh, uh, how's the lady business going with you, Aaron? Uh, last we talked, you had ladies you know, crawling out, out of the walls, coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, everything's been going smooth. 
If that Guthrie C. Maxwell calls you, then you tell him to uh, shut the fuck up. Cause he doesn't Was that that British guy? <laughs> Telling tales out of school? Yeah, huh. he's just yeah. got some... Uh, He's got some anger issues. He's got to work out. Yeah. So just disregard anything he has to say. But, yeah, everything's been going smooth. I feel like... uh, I feel like this Christmas has been different because I've had to do the rushing around, you know, like buying gifts and kind of being scatterbrained about it. Most of the time, I don't buy anybody shit. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'll buy something for my mom, something for my brothers. But, you know, male friends don't buy people. Like, male friends don't buy oh. other male friendships. <laughs> it just well, doesn't Jake, happen. Unless you do podcasts with them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you are. Then you're well, you, guys have like a, you guys have, like, a contractual agreement. It's like Mad Dog and whoever the other guy <laughs> in New York was. Back in the yeah. early 90s. I can't remember. We're like Bubba the Love Sponge and Hulk Hogan. Was uh, Yeah. Who did Mad Dog <laughs> do that show with? Was that Francesca? What was that guy's name? That Francesca? I can't name? remember his name. He had a nickname. Mike I cannot Francesca? remember. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. It was definitely hey. a nickname. It was like Mad Dog and the Bull or something. <laughs> Mad Dog and the... The cat, I don't, I mean, it was <laughs> definitely a nickname. I think it's Mike I, and the Mad Dog. That sounds right. Mike yeah. and the Mad Dog, that's right, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. I got the bull from. <laughs> I, if mem- is that, but isn't that Mad Dog, maybe I'm thinking, I'm thinking of someone else, never mind. But anyway, so, uh, all right, uh, Aaron, uh, what, what else is going on in your world that you'd like to report? Anything good? I not too much. I was basically calling you guys just to uh, appear on the podcast. I don't know, Mike L. Uh, wasn't he supposed to be on? Well, I never actually <laughs> asked him, like uh, because I was planning to ask him, and then be- right before I asked him, uh, I learned that he couldn't do it anyway. Before I even asked him, so <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's, no point, he had plans point. then to do something Friday, and I'm like, oh well, I'm not even going to bother to ask him because he's got to do something Friday. So uh, yeah. Fell apart. He's always out getting it done. Even yeah. on Christmas Eve. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you gave a percentage chance, it would be the hose, right? Yeah, yeah. Or not yeah. the hose. <laughs> the ho, ho, hose. No, nah, nah, I'm just kidding. The, the, the ladies. The ladies would be uh, courts. That's exactly right. He's, very, he's always out getting it done. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he'll be here. I'm going to try and get him on here, though, in January because uh, he's going to tell us about that movie he's making. So Yeah, uh, I'm dying to hear about this. Maybe, I guess next week, uh, Jank just informed me is New Year's Eve, so I'm guessing he'll be out getting it done then. So maybe the week after <laughs> we'll, we'll try and get him on. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of bad timing. Uh, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. Just think if we had lives. <laughs> Good Lord, what would we do? <laughs> well, I'm saying like in in terms of trying to get guests, that's got to be difficult. The reason I called tonight is I knew you guys would be fucking free. I was like, well, who's gonna fucking fair? Be guests on Christmas Eve when they got their like kids, you know? 
They're giving right. teddy bears away, <laughs> that sort of thing. That, that's uh, that's why I don't try to book a lot of guests because you know that's always near Christmas, and I'm like, you know, at some point we're only <laughs> we're only twenty weeks. It's always close to some holiday. <laughs> I can't bother these people. I just so yeah, that's really uh, taking the wind out of my sails in terms of booking guests the last thirteen years. There's a there's a period there yep. where we really, well, I was really trying to book guests. You know, we were booking a lot of guests, but uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, who, who cares? No one cares anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that would Honestly, as a fan, I like half of your guests. I like half of your guests. There you go. Yes. Well, like. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good mix. You get like half yeah. of them you like. All good right. batting average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll start working out with the guests I don't like, and I'll start pumping iron. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Channels that anger. <laughs> but no, I get it. I get it. Um, I think I remember, like, you know, the the streaks and everything. Uh, you booking guests, not booking guests. What's Corey doing at Backpage Press? I don't know. I got to reach out to him because I haven't talked to him Good in question. years. I guess at this point, I don't know because um, time goes by. I have no idea yeah. how time goes by. I feel like it's been a so, while. Like I said. Uh, I looked him up on Twitter like two weeks ago, and his Twitter is like for sale. Like it's not even his thing, and he says it's for sale. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I guess that's weird. <laughs> but huh. the T-shirt site is still up. So, um, but yeah, I got a. He's probably Dave Feeney shut down his Twitter. Yeah, probably. Moving <laughs> in his royalties. Fucking Feeney. <laughs> yeah. He's probably working for the CIA, man. That's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah. They can buy my Twitter. I don't use it anymore. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Jank from the bank. Give me a good check. <laughs> hey, why'd you get off Twitter? Uh, I never used it really in the first place. <laughs> like, I would log in maybe every once every two years. So it's just like, why should I have this? Even though I never tweet, I'm sure people could find some way to use this against you. Like they've done to everyone else. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good point. But well, I mean, you're saying uh, you never like did a journalism like search to like look up stuff you like and you know, like art magazines that kind of thing. Twitter handles. <laughs> Is that what we call them? Art magazines? <laughs> Erotic <Or> art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just stuff that might happen, you know, like uh, things that you get interested in. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Twitter's just <laughs> I hated point. reading tweets. Yeah, yeah. Twitter's just they're both yeah, terrible. But uh, but that's how I, I stay connected with Oscar through Twitter. So that's all I can do. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, by the way, it, it's nothing else. By the way, it was a very merry Christmas for me. I got Oscar on WWE Champions. So yay! <gasps> the one you've been trying yeah. for forever. Yep, finally got her. So I got all three oh Oscars. Yeah. Yep. I know it was a Christmas miracle. God bless you, Scopely. And the peasants rejoice. As long as you throw <laughs> enough money at something, you can always make it work. And uh, God bless you, Scopely. <laughs> <laughs> he finally, finally got, got there. <laughs> finally got. Her. Do you have? Do you, so now, do you keep any kind of track of how much you spent on this? No, no, no. Because that was just. A or is it better not to know? Yeah. Yeah, it's way better not to know. But so now that uh, when Scopely realizes I'm no longer spending money, they'll crank out another Oscar here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I'll be like, ah, you son of a bitch. I don't have to get another. 
But uh, for now, Do I got all the options. Do you have enough stuff to, like, level her up right away? No. Like, she's at four-star silver right now. You can pick her up to, like, four-star gold, and then you go into the five stars. So uh, I, I still got a long way to go with her. It's going to be a while. Well, yeah, it gives you something to do, I guess. Yeah, I got a little project. <laughs> Build up on it. <laughs> pretty good. So I don't know. But uh, Aaron C. Thompson, what else you been doing? You, uh, hey, have you been gambling at all, Aaron? Do you have a FanDuel account? Uh, <laughs> gamble on darts? I yeah. I, uh, I was hovering between 300 up and 500 oh. up for the whole thing. Since nice. November 1st, 2020, they've had sports betting legal. And I got up early, like 300, and I stayed between 300 and 500 up. And then I went down to 270, and I, I just said I'm not going to do that. So did you cash out? I did not cash out. A friend of mine has told me, what the fuck are you doing? Why don't you cash out? And yeah. I'm just like, well, the money's going to be there. Like, uh, why, why not just, uh, you know, keep betting? But he's like, no, every year you cash out. That way you can have a win loss record. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. I'm still I'm still learning. Well, if you listen to the show later, I'll be giving you a really good bet on darts. So you can bet on darts. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's got as much chance of winning as the throwing a dart at a dartboard. That'd be great. <laughs> but uh I'll I'll say this though. You know, uh, I started the account last week, uh, right before the show with fifty dollars. Now it's a one week into my FanDuel uh experience. I'm at $128 or $123. Oh, my God. More than doubled it. Hold on. Hold on. Ed's going to be jealous. Yeah. Yeah, I have not heard about this. Yeah. I've not heard about this. I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, You went for the the sports bet now? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm here in Pennsylvania, so it's legal here, and uh, everything's on the up and up. But um, my plan was to just make (laughs) – and make little little itty bitty bets until I inch my way up over a hundred, and then I'll start making normal, slightly larger bets, and uh, keep going up and up. So this weekend we'll start making slightly larger bets on the football. But I, here's what happened: I hit a parlay. FanDuel gave me a ten dollar bet for free for the holiday season. Um, they said, "Hey, here's a ten dollar bet. Uh, you have to bet it on college uh, football or basketball or something like that." So I said, "All right." I'll bet on college basketball. Now, keep in mind, I haven't watched the college basketball game since 1993. <laughs> uh, I hit a 16-parlay. Boom. Just like that. Ain't no problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What? How yeah. the hell? I, I didn't research anything. I didn't, uh, I didn't research anything. But here's what you do, because basketball, from what I know about the basketball, is uh, really good basketball teams rarely lose to bad basketball teams. So all you got to do is <laughs> just, like, play. load up a ticket with favorites, and then you find one line that is close, and you pick the underdog. So, like, uh, I, Boise State was the one that came through for me. They were, like, one-and-a-half-point underdogs or something. So I'm like, oh, I'll take them to win, and they won. So I won 70 bucks. <laughs> so there you go. Holy hell. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with basketball. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I found my sweet spot. Because there's no hockey at the moment. Hockey shut down for the COVIDs. So uh, that, that hurts Ooh, me. Oh, no. But, um go uh i've had some luck with football but uh basketball seems to be uh my thing though because i came real close on another free parlay too i almost won a couple hundred bucks but the lakers <laughs> fucked it up the last game of the night fucking lakers so anyway 
<laughs> you don't want to give those out. You want to give out your, your dart <laughs> predictions. Yes, huh? I'll give you the dart <laughs> And uh, you can bet on anything. There's a whole bunch of sports we can bet on. So it's going to be great, like maybe cricket the next week after that. We'll see. But uh, for this week, it'll be darts, and that'll be coming up <laughs> later in the show. So, Aaron, you might want to get a notepad out and some pencils, and you want to write down these darts. Hell, yeah. Things. Let's all go downhill together. That's right. I can't wait to start gambling on some darts. <laughs> Bet all the 270 on it. But I, I've been uh, I've, I've been tutored – I've been tutored by the greatest gambler in the history of the planet, uh, Edward uh, I. Miller. The I stands for integrity. And uh, so I <laughs> learned my lessons, and now it's time I put them to practice. So here we go. Going to make some money. Hell, yeah. I, like it. I mean, hey, yeah. take some risks. Got to recoup that Oscar money somehow. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I hit a parlay last night, too, on the Colts game. Because usually if you if – because you, it was another one of them free bet deals. So I'm like, oh, all right, well, I'll take – I'll load up on a crazy parlay on this Colts game. I pick like six different things that got to happen. And usually if you lose, they send you a little message like, uh, um, you know, hey, here you didn't win, but here's your, your free credit or where they reimburse you. But I didn't get one of those messages. Ooh. So I'm like, wait, did I fucking win? Because I couldn't even remember what I picked. So I was like, I picked so much <laughs> bullshit on these parlays. <laughs> like, like, like some of the bets are like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo won't rush for more than 2.5 yards. I was like, all right, I'll take the under on that. <laughs> I just put it up on stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it turns out I didn't win when I logged in. I was like, oh, no, I didn't. Ooh. Yeah, but it was no big deal. I don't want to you back. But, you know, what are you going to do? Are they still crediting yep. you back? I thought they only did that for, like, the first bet or something. No, it's their holiday. They're doing all these holiday promotions, like, all the week of Christmas. Oh, like, every day they're okay. doing something new. So I'm like, all right. T- today's bet was – it was like a boost of the odds of some stupid bet. I'm like, ah, fuck that. Give me more – oh, you know what else they did? They gave me uh, a free $10 credit for the casino portion of FanDuel. This is this is crazy. You can just Uh-oh. They have their own little casino. They have yeah. No, they didn't. But they have slot machines and they have the cats. They have this game called Cats. But it's not kitty glitter. It's like a jungle cats. So I'm like, all right, I'll try a couple of those. I didn't win anything. But then they got another slot machine called uh, Mad Monkey. And it's this little monkey jumping around. <laughs> oh, shit. So I'm like, all right. So I, I, I used my uh, $10 uh, credits there on Mad Monkey, and I turned it into like uh, $17. <laughs> so look at that. <laughs> it all worked good. out. <laughs> yeah. But that is crazy that there's – like you just – it's nuts. I don't know how those are legal. But you you just get on this little app and you just push it, you touch the screen and the little slot machines tumble and oh look you just bet a, you just lost a dollar fifty all right do it again oh you just lost another dollar fifty and it's just like there's there's no way those things cannot, they're so rigged right they just can yeah slot rigged. It's all... but it seems like the electronic app version would be really rigged you know yeah I mean most of them are electronic anyway so nowadays so it's kind of like well you're probably just as screwed on those. But at least if like you, if you're at a casino, you figure like, hey, if I just sit around and watch, see how the machines are playing, I can see what's hit and what's not. But this, you have no con- like no context at all. You're just sitting here on your tablet with a little digital slot yeah. machine, and man, people must lose a shit ton of money. Fuck. But, but mad monkey. No, you don't even go anywhere. Like no one's gonna kick you yeah. out, and you're just nope. spending forever. Yep. <laughs> yep. When you gamble, Mondale. Yes. You're betting like what? A dollar twenty-five? Yeah, I don't bet. I the biggest bet I've ever done uh, of my money is five dollars. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm five dollars. We're starting off little. We're starting off little. 
eventually we'll get to you know but, twenty bucks or so a game. But uh, for now, uh, five dollars. Yeah. But five dollars, and you're talking about betting on a sports event, not like yes. slots. No, okay, no, cool. on the slots, yeah. like for the Mad Monkey, that I was I was betting thirty cents a pull on the Mad Monkey, or like a dollar a pull, I think, <laughs> like a dollar a pull, yeah. But um, because it was free, you know, so what the fuck? <laughs> I'll throw a dollar at it. But uh, <laughs> uh, but again, I turned a profit. Thanks to you, Mad Monkey. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, so uh, this this gambling is the wave of the future. You, you got to get in on it. <laughs> yeah. This. It's gambling. Dang. It's yeah, I think you got that in, in Illinois. I should really get out of this. Yeah. Yeah, you guys should be, like, starting a gambling show and then turn it to LCS <laughs> Gambling Degenerate Show. How are you going to with the Dave? Because, you know, the, the I Dave got the does lock that. The Dave yeah. does that Minus 3 podcast with Cousin Sal. Maybe we can be, like, mm-hmm. Minus 4. And we'll uh, <laughs> just – me and the Ed. Oh, there you go. Me and the Ed doing a gambling show head to head with the Ed and Dave and Cousin Sal. Now we got something. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, the Ed can cover the footballs and I'll cover darts and crickets, and it'll be great. <laughs> hey, I might yeah, have to do find this all kind of weird shit. Yeah, this would be pretty good. Hmm. That could be the new direction the Ed show is needed gambling. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'll have to show up for that. Oh, oh, is that Aaron? always waiting on a comment. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, oh. yeah, well, yeah, he hasn't had a show in uh, two and a half years. Yeah, he's like, on hiatus. <laughs> he's been but on he's still been on for like eighty-three consecutive seasons. Somehow. Yeah, you got to try to pressure him into getting back into the game. Yeah. Tom's a dark. We need his advice. <laughs> we need to know what his uh, Michigan versus Georgia pick is. You know, that sort of stuff. Well, well, since we're talking gambling, maybe we should just do our new little gambling segment right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a theme. I don't want to miss out. No, I don't want anyone else to miss out on this hot dart action. Yeah, so here's a, here's a theme song. Whenever you hear this song, you'll know it's time to bet. All right? <laughs> I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's the guy that says if the weather's clear, I'm can do anything, cause can I'm morning line. This guy, guy says the horse can do, but look at that, he, he, he wins it by a half, according to this here, and sell a graph for Paul Revere. Now, that, that's Bing Crosby, uh, Dean Martin, and uh, Frank Sinatra. And, of course, even though they're talking about horse racing, I'm not betting on horses. Because that's the one thing you can't bet on FanDuel is horses, apparently. Oh. I know. That sucks. But, uh, all right, Aaron, I hope you have your pencil uh, and uh, paper handy. I'm going to give you the big pick of the week, the lock of the week. All right. You ready? One dollar <laughs> will get you five. That's right. You put a dollar on this, you're walking away with five dollars. <laughs> Okay, I get you one of those like giant novelty sized locks. You'd be like, "This is the lock of the week." And you just hold lock it up. of the week. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Come on, <laughs> give right. me your action. Give me your right, we're going. Uh, we're going with darts, and apparently uh, there'll be. Uh, I don't know what the terminology is for the darts. They'll be tossing the darts on Monday afternoon, and uh, so you got plenty of time to get your bet in. 
and we're going to – it's a three-leg parlay. We're going to go with Dirk Van oh, Dusen Bode. He's very good. <laughs> I can't write that down. I don't even know what the fuck he said. <laughs> Dirk Van Dusen Bode. Then we're uh, – How does his last name get so uh, Apparently these darts competitions, lie, they, t- they take place in Denmark, I believe, a lot of them. But, uh, <laughs> oh. Dirk Van Dusen Bode. You'll see it when you when you see it, you'll recognize it. Dirk Van Dusen Yeah, B O D E at the end. B O D E at the end. Uh, Bode. And then uh, we're going to go with Florian Hempel. Florian oh, he's Hempel. very good. Yes, I think he's a lefty. I don't know. And uh, and then finally, <laughs> the uh, third leg of the parlay of Vincent Vandervoort. <laughs> and I uh, I picked them all on the money line. I don't know what that means. For darts, because here's the thing about the darts. <laughs> like I, the money line in football, you just pick the winner or loser. In darts, I don't know what the fuck's going on. They just have one. Uh, the yeah. home or away. The home is a minus, and the the away is a plus or whatever. So I just picked three people at random: Dirk Van Dusenbode, Florian Hempel, and Vin- Vandervoort. There, there's your three team parlay right there. <laughs> That's a winner. I got it on lock. Huh. All I'm right. fixing to make the bets now. One dollar will get you five. Don't you worry. Now will FanDuel let us like bet on uh, like how many darts Tuffy's gonna smoke this like tonight? No, I don't think they will. You can't break <laughs> down be the darts. Bet. Those same game parlays and darts. But uh, yeah, so maybe next week we'll go into uh, like a bunch of sports on one. Maybe some darts, some cricket, some soccer, some race car action or whatever. I don't know. Onto one parlay. We'll see how that goes. But for now, we're just going to go darts. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Dick Van Dyke. Oh. Come on, Dick Van Dyke. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk Van Dusenbode. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I didn't consult with Yet on that pick. I'm sure he would have, he would approve, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that Dave and Cousin Sal won't touch this. They're afraid. <laughs> Damn right they are. <laughs> so. so, Cousin Sal, was he a part of the sports contraption? No. No. The sports contraption, what was the guy's name that he was always fucking with? Uh, Popeye? <laughs> his, his producer was Popeye. Freddie? No. Frank? No. Mm. Did he have a co-host? Nope. His producer was Popeye, so he would talk to Popeye a lot. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Okay. But he on any other show he did, not the sports contraption, but like later on he didn't have a co-host. He he briefly did a show uh, with the Blue Horseshoe. Remember that guy? The gambler guy? Oh, yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, the Blue Horseshoe. And Sky was fast at some point. Yeah, that was an out in L.A. ESPN L.A., yeah. And uh, yep. he did have a cast of characters there. But, uh, holy fuck. Known the Dave a long time. Yeah. How about that? Probably, what, 2008 when you guys first talked to him? It was 2007. Probably 2007. It was 2008. It was 2008. I don't know. Some of the Ed, right? No, the Dave. 
for Dave. Yeah, both Dave and the uh, 2008. Because by 2010, you guys are coming up with these uh, commercial bits. <laughs> or I, They weren't commercial bits, but <laughs> there was like some production value put on it, you know? I find that hard to believe. <laughs> like the Batman? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Batman. Trust me, you listen to 2010, most <laughs> of the stuff great. is like, you got like a game show that you guys conjured up, but you got theme music for the game show. Like, wow. it's going to be a ten question. You know, no if you had stuff that was uh, recorded that you would put on the show. Huh. I think you're worth <laughs> it. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> you're so yeah. against trying that you've blocked out any time I know. you did try. <laughs> well, let me, okay, let me just say that this. Some other person. <laughs> Since you don't remember, let me just say this. And I know I mentioned this the last time I talked to you, but uh, whenever you guys took a break in 2013, because of the stuff that was going on, you know, at home for you, and then Larry yeah. probably just needed a break. Like, oh, yeah, I'm down, man. Let's stop <laughs> That's the show. exactly right. You guys stopped Larry the show for eight needed months. To take a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you got to stop the show for like six months, eight months, something like that. And when you came back, there was this big intro of uh, The Undertaker's bell tolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it was really uh, powerful stuff. And, you know. <laughs> I remember that. That was great. Kind of, yeah, those are the kind of effects that I was talking about. I, just, I, well, I wasn't going anywhere with that. Like, I was totally bullshitting, but... You know, well, I just cut, I just cut up that Bing Crosby music. song. Did you hear that? I just played yeah. Bing Crosby. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the horse right. He resurrected yeah. Bing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't like Bing Crosby that much, though. Oh no, uh, Bing Crosby. Yeah, apparently he's a he's a drunk. That Bing Crosby. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. Yeah, he's beating off. Beating women over the head with champagne glasses, all kinds oh, whoa. of shit. I had no idea. <laughs> it's now I feel bad that we just had him singing on the show. Uh, yeah, he's like we're gonna hear it every week from now on. So it's like strangling. Let's get over that real quick. You think this is a game? I I could easily just replace the Charmin song anytime though. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You should replace it with one of those. Gary He's Coleman. How many movie. squares that bear is going to use to get his high? You should replace it. Replace it with one of those Gary Coleman movies. Uh, the theme hey, song for that. Here's the other crazy thing about the the, the Fanduel and the sports booking, uh, booking, booking, sports book and betting. Uh, like now they have live betting. So like the other day I was I I picked uh, like the Packers like a couple weeks ago or or last Sunday or whatever. And uh, the mm-hmm. spread was like nine, and it became pretty apparent they weren't going to cover that spread. So I'm like, all right, so I could go <laughs> in and make a bet on the – I forget who they're playing. The Browns or – not the Browns. They play the Browns this weekend. Whoever the fuck they're playing. I, I went in and threw some money on them real quick just to hedge thing. So then when I lost the first bet, I only ended up losing a dollar instead of like five dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, all right, nice. I, at least I saved the money. <laughs> but, yeah, like why do they let you do that? They shouldn't let you do that. <laughs> like I can just go – 
you can just always. Well, I mean, they got to give you probably shitty odds for that. I would assume if it's pretty obvious yeah, that they're gonna, you know. But at least you can. <laughs> so it's not like it's a one for one. Back, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so I, don't I mean, it's it's obviously making them more money, I guess, somehow because people yeah, like keep betting. betting. That is nuts. You can just go in and throw anything out there. Yeah, and you can bet on like yeah. uh yeah, it's pretty ridiculous the things you can bet on. Um but uh I don't know. Man, so, what a world. Yeah, it's it's great. Pretty great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be living in the future of the last Boy Scout very soon. <laughs> Some guy who pulls out a gun. Who cares about a this, of the uh, dystopian nightmare that's unfolding before us? <laughs> we can bet on who's going to score more points yeah. in the third quarter of the Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> that's all you can do. Look over here. We got Mad Chimp. What more do you want? Yes. <laughs> Dollar a twirl on the mad, mad Monkey. You can walk away with some money then. <laughs> it's worth it. So, all right. Hey, hey, Aaron, we're, we're going to uh, talk about Jingle All the Way. Did you ever watch Jingle All the Way? I did. I did, but come oh. <laughs> there's a lot of bad memories out of that because I was like seven years old, eight years old, and you know that was one of those movies. I was uh, it was '96, I believe, when it came out. Yes, I was seven. I was seven years old, so you know how substitute teachers are lazy, and they just uh, put on the same <laughs> fucking movie that every other substitute sure. teacher put on. Jingle All the Way, unfortunately, when I was in elementary school, was one of those fucking movies where every single like time where you just had to watch a movie, they made you watch that. So I, I got force-fed Jingle All the Way. But hey, uh, it is a good movie. It's just, <laughs> I watched it many times. That's a bit generous. Somehow we uh, never watched that one in school. Not even once. Yeah. Well, what about Shrek? How old are you, Jank? Uh, yeah, I guess that would have been after my time. Like, I would have been in high school by the time Shrek came out, so they weren't going to show us that shit. <laughs> they knew better. <laughs> it was all just old film strips about STDs. <laughs> Are you, like, uh, 50 years old, Cenk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm only, uh, I just turned 39 this week. Whoa. Oh, it was, your, okay. it was yeah. your birthday this week? I'm I had no idea it was your birthday. Yeah, Tuesday, no, I, I think. I, uh, I apologize. I had no idea. Message. I don't go on. Yeah, no you idea. monster. <laughs> you are Happy such a monster, Montel. How could <laughs> you know. forget? Thank you. Your podcast partner. But anyways, I, I think I sent you a message about <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So what would you do for it your does... birthday, Jack? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> All right. Went to work, and uh, that was about it. <laughs> oh, all right. And I don't feel so bad for forgetting about it, because apparently nothing's yeah. going to do. Sorry. Try to keep it under the radar. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have it on Facebook on uh, public, right? Uh, No, I think I do. I, I just don't yeah, I took mine Facebook. off, like, I took mine off, like, <laughs> 10 years ago, because I hated those fans, or, like, the... People just saying happy birthday because you pop up on the screen. Hey, yeah. Can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> you I gotta always, like like. I haven't talked to you in years, but okay. Yeah, I always feel obligated to not only like the comment but to at least reply, say thank you, or say something to them back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it can get a little annoying. Um, 
But, uh, but it's nice, you know. But you know what's yeah, not nice yeah. is, like, uh, I remember years ago, um, I got a ton of happy birthdays on my birthday on Facebook. And I was like, wow, this is pretty nice. And then the next year, slightly uh, fewer. And then the year after that, fewer is. And then last year, barely any. I was like, oh, all right. Let's <laughs> see how my popularity is getting down. down yeah. It's just waning. <laughs> but, oh, no. Yeah, I just don't go on Facebook anymore. So yeah, there that. you go. That avoids so many problems in life. <laughs> you don't have a so you don't get to see cool pictures of idle hands. Work. You don't. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. Uh, I didn't. T- I told you, uh, I guess, in a message, but I was having an argument with somebody about that movie being a comedy. I'm like, it was a comedy. How could you say it's a horror movie? Uh, they, they thought it was a horror movie, but yeah, Idle Hands is. I mean, it's a horror good. comedy, but yeah, I'd say it's more comedy than anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people get killed, but then they wake up with a bottle stuck in their head. You know, like, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to heaven. I'm just going to haunt you while you're still here. <laughs> yeah, if you, like, watch that and you had nightmares, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're ten ply. Yeah, exactly. Ten ply. Uh, all right. But, yeah, uh, did you guys have a movie that you guys were j- supposed to review? Jingle All the Way. We're going to do Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. I can't be a part of that. All right. I was going <laughs> to ask you to sit in, but all right. That's what most people say. <laughs> can't be a part no, of that. No, right. I don't want to watch. I do not want to have recurrences of that movie. I've got some scars from Jingle All the Way, mainly when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's trying to get it, <laughs> trying to get the uh, last uh, – what I don't know what it was like radioactive man, Turbo Something Man, like Turbo man. man, yeah, Turbo Man, and or yeah, Turtle Turbo Man, man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me on. I just figured, you know, bite some time. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, thank you, buddy, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and the family. And don't forget your uh, place, your dark mm-hmm. mat. You know, so we'll get you <laughs> oh, back. I've got it. Yep. Down. Don't sit on this gold mine. Yeah, I've got it written down. No worries. I'm glad to not be on for like seven minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, Like when uh, I tell you, Larry, I'm going to be on, but only eight minutes. It's nice to just kind of relax. You might want to just throw that whole 275 you got on the FanDuel account. Just put it all on that parlay. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I'll I'll do it too. All right. No, 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 no. My Christmas present to you. My girl, I'll tell you the results. Oh, I'm going for it. I'm going to go for it all. Yes. Mike does I'm it his research, I'm and kidding. I'm going to take his word. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I appreciate you guys letting me on. And, uh, all right, Aaron. Love the show. I'm like six or seven episodes behind, but I'm going to catch right, well, up. Well, you won't love it after you <laughs> catch right. up on this, six or seven. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. No. Very one or two. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. There he goes. Bye, Aaron. Thompson. He's out there getting it done just like Mike L. Where Jank and I are doing podcasts on Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. <laughs> yep. Every other Eve. <laughs> We've shunned our families. <laughs> All right, Jank. Well, let's get to uh... – now, by the way, did you uh, see your family? Are you going to see them tomorrow or oh, what's going on there? Yeah, I'll see them tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to my parents tomorrow. My sister will be there and I guess my grandma. Not very many other people besides them. <laughs> well, that's so. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. All right, it'll so be, it'll be all the way. 
1996, like we said, uh, we say give content. I'm sure we've encountered 1996 Uh-oh. several times. Uh, would you remember oh, what yeah. the top movie was from 1996? Uh, that was Independence Day, was it? That is correct. Independence Day, $817 yeah. million. Number two was Twister. Number three Ooh, was Mission Twister. Impossible. Number four was The Rock. And number five yeah, was The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Some other uh, poems, never saw Space that Jam. Space Jam was 10th, and that actually opened up the same weekend as Jingle All the Way. So Wow. It had to be, that seems probably poor planning on Jingle All the Way's part. No? Yeah. <laughs> that they would yeah. open the same weekend as Space Jam. <laughs> huh. Was it around Christmas, or is this one of those weird holiday movies that decided to open up during, like, you know, the summer? No, I think it was around Christmas. Did um, oh, okay. And Space Jam is like, fuck you. Hey, <laughs> 96 was also, the, uh, was also the year that uh, Scream came out. Ooh, no, that's a good one. It ranked 15th. Uh, the Birdcage was 13th. Jerry Maguire, 9. All right, so 96 had a bunch of movies. Well, meanwhile, Jingle All the Way finished mm-hmm. 24th. 24th, the box office. Oh, that's, that's respectable. Yeah, the budget was $75 million and it ended up grossing $129.8 worldwide, so it made money. That's got to be Sinbad's highest grossing project. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Sinbad was actually pretty great in here. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the cast. It stars, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Howard Langston, a salesman yeah. for a mattress company. <laughs> Who is constantly busy at his job. Salesman. <laughs> and he also constantly disappoints his son, Jamie. Oh, this write-up is written by John Wiggins on IMDb. You're very good, Mr. Wiggins. Uh, yeah, so that's basically the... Now, the part, part of that, I believe, the part where he always dis- disappoints his son, that sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. The average just salesman you... guy, not so much. <laughs> why, why would they pick mattress salesman for Arnold Schwarzenegger? That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> It's like, you see him if at he's office. not like a commando guy, I don't buy it. Yeah. But they he's show him super at his office. Why don't they have him like the, the guy, he owns a bunch of health clubs, like a Milo Janis, you know? One of them yeah, owns, exactly. Like a gold gym or something. He could have had a catchy no, he's commercial. A, he's, a, he's a mattress salesman. And like when we see him in his office at the beginning of the movie, he's on the phone just making all these deals with people on the phone. No one can understand a goddamn word he's saying. It's all pops and buzzes. <laughs> They're not going to be able to buy a mattress <laughs> off this guy. And he's just oh, my best customer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, because here's what we want to do. We want to get the six-foot-five jacked Austrian guy on the phone all day selling mattresses. Yeah. That'll be. <laughs> Which is really how you sell mattresses, dumb. isn't it? Like, <laughs> just randomly calling anyway. people. Hey, do you need a mattress? I got one for you. Don't worry. Like, how could anyone be your best mattress customer? How many? How often do you buy a fucking mattress? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Once every five I years. A, I should have done a conspiracy segment on it this week. Maybe we'll do it next week. Uh, but the, the whole mattress store stuff, like, if you ever notice how many stores in your town sell mattresses, they're all just money laundering oh, wow. operations. That's all they are. <laughs> they're just money laundering operations. No one sells wow. that fucking mattresses. It's all just, they're all just running numbers or booze or drugs or hookers out the back door. They're not selling mattresses. You can't make a living selling all the mattresses. Money. That's absurd. So, yeah. I'll break it down next week for you in the conspiracy segment. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, oh, man. 
<laughs> Topical. <laughs> but all right, let's look at the other cast members here. Because uh, like I mentioned earlier, this cast is pretty impressive. Yeah, it really uh, was. Sinbad. You mentioned Sinbad. He plays <laughs> Myron uh, Larrabee. And basically the premise of this film is uh, Schwarzenegger is a uh, very busy mattress salesman. And he's always disappointing his little boy. He misses his karate expo, as the guy said in this. <laughs> I think it's an exhibition on the expo, but uh, whatever. IMDb, people like to say what they say. Uh, so uh, he uh, misses his kid's karate. To make it up for him, he wants to get him the Turbo Man toy. His Turbo Man, he's the, it's the big rage for Christmas, the Turbo Man. And, uh, yeah. Oh, ni- They're showing a video at the top of it where it's very like Power Rangers-esque. Yeah, and that was intentional. Uh, I guess to parody yeah. the Power Rangers, and the, the villain in that. Uh, did you recognize the villain in the Power uh, the Turbo Man TV show? Um, you know what? I don't think I was watching closely enough. It was Richard Mall from uh, Night Court. Oh, Bull! Yeah, yeah, Wolf from Night Court. Yeah, and the president. I saw him in the IMDb. And I was that, like, I, I must have missed him. And the president was Harvey Corman, and the president's wife was uh, Lorraine Newman. From Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. 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 How about that? And the guy that played wow. Turbo Man was just some guy. No one I never heard of. So <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't win them all, I guess. <laughs> so uh, when, when this movie came out in 1996, though, uh, that was the, the Tickle Me Elmo craze was going on. Yeah. And, uh, so it kind of mirrored that. But, yeah, kind of very timely <laughs> in a weird way. They actually produced like 200,000 Turbo Man toys as part of the tie-in for the film because they thought it was going to be all the rage. And I guess uh, I, I was trying to find out how many of them actually sold back then because uh, I don't remember this movie doing anything like like noteworthy in like the cultural sense. Like I don't remember everyone <laughs> saying, oh, you got to go see Jingle All the Way and that Turbo Man. He's pretty fucking cool. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> but apparently no. – <laughs> If you try and buy a Turbo Man these days, they go for about 200 bucks or something. Like 250 bucks. Or trying Holy to get one of those shit. I guess because they're so limited, there's only 200 or so. I, I think. Well, 200,000 they made. That seems like a lot. Oh, 200,000. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel like most toys, if you still have them, like it's just because so many get broken that it's eventually going to get yeah. very valuable. Well, well, Jank, uh, they they got like I guess so popular recently, and uh, I guess uh, like no jive. I guess a lot of people consider Jingle All the Way like a cult Christmas classic because it's so terrible. But I don't know. But I, I guess it's it's uh, had a resurgence in popularity the last few years. And your buddies at Funko released a Turbo Man Funko, and then they released oh, another like shit. a large size Turbo Man doll, like the kind in the movie. And I guess they're they've sold out. Because everybody's trying to get the turbo. Man. Wow. Art imitating it, life. <laughs> imitating <yeah>. art. <laughs> and this is just recently. I think this was just this this year they did that. Like so. Huh. Yeah. Who knew? So that's the big toy this Christmas, huh? It's turbo <laughs> man. <laughs> so uh, Sinbad wow. plays like another father who's trying to get the turbo man for his son. And because the turbo man's yeah. selling out all over the place. Uh, now. Sinbad, do you know who was originally thought of to play the part instead of Sinbad? Oh, uh, I did see this. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been that a little been too a... close to Home Alone, I would think. <laughs> yeah. They, they said the reason... Like another Christmas movie where he's kind of a weirdo. It's like, yeah, that's Home Alone's territory. 
they say the reason they didn't go with Joe Pesci is they thought he was too small to act across from uh, Schwarzenegger, even though Schwarzenegger had already been in movies with Danny DeVito twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was. Uh, I guess they didn't think like he could be any kind of a threat, like when he's trying to get in the, the phone booth with him or something like that. Like yeah. <laughs> Schwarzenegger would just kick him. Yeah, I suppose, but uh, I'm I'm thinking Schwarzenegger would beat the hell out of Sinbad too if he really wanted to. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but this is Schwarzenegger's fourth big comedy. You know, the first one was Twins with DeVito. Then he did uh, fuck what else? Junior was in there. Oh, Junior. Ugh. I've uh, never seen that, but it just seems terrible. What was the other one? <laughs> if this was a uh, kindergarten one, cop, I think. Yes, kindergarten cop was number two. After <laughs> yeah, it's not a tumor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So all right, so <laughs> yeah, I thought Sinbad's pretty good in this though. He, he was he was Sinbadding it up. He was, he was doing yeah, Sinbad yeah, he was stuff. better at the comedy than uh, than Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> uh, apparently, he improvised a lot of for him to be in this movie. Oh, yeah, you uh, can hardly tell. Yeah. Also <laughs> in this film is uh, Phil Hartman, who plays their next door neighbor. Yeah, Phil great. In it. I think God, awesome I miss him. Here. Yeah, he's so good. And uh, he, they live. Uh, the Schwarzenegger and his wife and his uh, their son, they live in a cul-de-sac. And I guess the whole, all the other houses around the cul-de-sac, all of uh, wives and uh, families and whatnot, except for Phil Hartman, he's a single dad, and he's mm-hmm. basically just boning all the wives. Just, just yep. <laughs> He's just giving it to him. And they, oh, if something's wrong in my house, I need you to bring your tool over. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I got just the tool you need. <laughs> I know. Like, no job. That's exactly <laughs> what he says. Like, if you, no job, yeah. making that up. He says exactly that right at the opening of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess he goes around up. And even all, all that's not enough because he still wants to bang Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. <laughs> I know. He's got his pick of the <laughs> Look, there's the one lady I can't have. Yeah, he wants to go uh, get that mattress salesman's lady. And uh, that's Rita Wilson, <laughs> Tom Hanks's yeah. wife, Rita Wilson. Uh, but, yeah, Hartman's awesome here. Uh, he's just doing his Phil Hartman stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I would like a movie just about Phil Hartman's character in this because that would be Yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that's what Jingle All the Way 2 should have been, except he was already dead by then. We also have our buddy uh, Robert Conrad, who we mentioned earlier, and he's the reason why we picked this movie, because he was also in Exercise in Fatality, the season four, episode one of Columbo. And he played yeah, which I rewatched again this week. Oh, I watched that in a couple preparation times a week. for this. <laughs> I love that fucking episode. <laughs> wow. So good. <laughs> Is it because of that girl in the bikini? Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's pretty nice. Yeah. But uh, Bob Conrad's the best. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, Martin Mull. He plays when you a DJ. tie your own shoes... The loop is on the inside. <laughs> That's, exactly right. That's how he caught him. What I like about the <laughs> ending, though, is Columbo. Uh, uh, yeah, we're getting sidetracked. I understand, but it's Columbo. So Columbo's <laughs> in the office. He's sitting at the desk. He's planning about the shoe tie and everything, and he's got Bob Conrad dead to rights. And Bob Conrad, he's Mr. Jacked Up uh, Fitness Guy. He's standing in the doorway, and the episode just ends. <laughs> you think Conrad murders Columbo there? Because it's like, no one, there's no other cops around. <laughs> It's Columbo and Conrad. <laughs> Who's coming out of that room? Yeah, we know Columbo's Conrad. not carrying a gun. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> it's like yeah. Bob Conrad's just going to say, oh, you're right, you caught me. No, nah, they're going to be up there. They're going to tussle, <laughs> right? They're going to get into it. I don't know. Yeah, although I guess it would be pretty suspicious. Like, his life would kind of be over. Like, let's say he kills Columbo. <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious who fucking did it. So he'd have well, to just go on the run. And 
But well, he's going to have to do that <laughs> anyway. He's got those Swiss francs, though. Yeah, he could just get out of the country and get his money, and he'd be gone forever. Because if he just if he just surrenders, he's going right to jail. So he might as well kill Colombo and go on the run. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, also, we got we got Martin Mull. He plays a, a DJ. And a, a yeah. One scene. I, I like Martin Mull a lot. Because uh, I love the show called Fernwood Tonight. Did you ever hear Fernwood Tonight? Nope. <laughs> it, is, it is glorious. It is such <laughs> a great show. It's one of my all-time favorite TV shows. Uh, it's it's basically a fake talk show. It's it's Gary Shandling okay. basically ripped off Fernwood Tonight in a, in a sense because it's a fake talk show. But uh, <laughs> but it was you don't see any of the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's just Martin Mole and uh, uh, Fred Willard is his sidekick. And this is oh, in the 70s, oh, and like boy. late 70s, early 80s, and it's so fucking awesome. Uh, I, they used to show <laughs> it on Nick at Night at like 2.30 a.m., and I would watch hmm. it all the time. But they, uh, that was when I was a teenager. So I haven't seen it in many, many years, but if you ever get a chance to see Fernwood tonight, do it, because Martin Mall is very all right. all right, next up, uh, the kid, short of your son, is played played by Jake Lloyd. Do you know who Jake Lloyd is? Of course. Tuffy's favorite actor, I'm sure. <laughs> who did not at all ruin uh, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, it's the same kid <laughs> that played uh, Baby Anakin. Uh, the little Anakin yeah. Skywalker. I had yeah, no idea. He was terrible in that fucking movie. <laughs> I never watched any of that, that bullshit Star Wars crap, so I had no idea. But um, now, George Lucas must have seen this movie, and I don't know where he got the idea that that kid could act. <laughs> Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up on the big cast list, we have Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yeah, Dave Feeney's buddy. That's right. <laughs> and he, he he plays a Santa Claus. He's trying to sell uh, some uh, bootleg uh, turbo men. We mentioned Lorraine Newman, uh, Harvey Korman, Richard mm-hmm. Mall. Um, Chris Parnell was in here way before That's he was right. on SNL. Saturday Night Live, Chris Parnell. When I first was going yeah. through the credits, I read his name as Chris Cornell, and I'm like, well, that's weird. Chris <laughs> Cornell is in... Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Chris <laughs> Parnell. <laughs> a little different. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been great in that role. <laughs> but there's also... Uh, there's also two members of Seinfeld's cast on this uh, in this movie. Do you, did you spot them there, Jim? Oh. Um, I don't think I did. <laughs> At least I thought there were two. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think so. Um, was it Mickey? You could be right. Like the I haven't guy? even finished all of uh Oh, then, yeah. Was he in Seinfeld? Mickey, oh. yeah. He was Kramer's little buddy, Mickey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, right. He, yep. He plays Belushi's elf there, right? When they're sending the boot, uh, bootleg turbo men. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Vern Troyer's in here as a, uh, he has a part. Uh, uncredited uh, uh, the Big Show Paul White oh, and the... is in here yeah because yeah. Yep. Big Show punches Vern Troyer and sends him across flying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I feel like that was most of that guy's career just flying across things <laughs> well we also got two other people I want to mention though uh, at least um, where are they now I'm going through the fucking cast list here um, <laughs> do, 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 do. I think oh, Mo uh, Collins from uh, Mad TV was in there see I don't know who that is yeah, no idea. Uh, but, I think uh, she was we, like the uh, the commentator during the parade, like the no, lady one. Well, the the commentator up in the box, uh, like the 
the two main people talking together, that was Amy Pites. And uh, you might know her. I know you'll know her from one thing, but I know her from uh, mm. Caroline in the City. Remember that show? Caroline oh, yeah. I never watched it, but I remember that show. She was her Leah sidekick. Thompson? Yeah, that's right. She was Leah Thompson's buddy across the hall. But uh, I always liked her. I thought uh, Amy Pites is foxy. But you would know her, Jenk, probably from the American office. She played uh, oh, that shit. lady. Michael was having a romance with her for a little bit. Um, I can't remember um, her name. She was in like six episodes. She, she hmm. was like owned a bar or she uh, worked at the bar. Oh, they had a yeah, 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 yeah. That was like late, um, kind of, probably like season five or six. Like, uh, yes. she was, yeah, she was running a bar and then turned out she had a boyfriend and <laughs> Michael was the other guy. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I like her. Yep, I remember her. Um, and then the guy she was doing the uh, commentary with on the parade is Phil Morris, and that is Jackie Chow. That's very familiar. On Seinfeld. The oh, okay. Kramer's That's attorney. I knew him from. Yeah. Jackie Chow. So there you go. Look at that. <laughs> Quite the cast. Is yeah, a lot of people. Um. Everybody. I don't know. No, I don't think so. That All creepy right, little so, girl uh, wouldn't give him the ball. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. All right. All right, Jack, we start us off. Uh, how, how does Jingle All the Way begin? Uh, I think it starts off where you're watching the Turbo Man show. And uh, it's basically, it's very, like we said, Power Rangers-esque. I think it's filmed in those same rocks that, like, that Gorn episode of Star Trek was and Bill and Ted was at. <laughs> So that like same stretch of desert, um, and I uh, see Jake Lloyd. He's kind of you know he loves this show, um, and he's got to go to karate. Uh, he's having his big. He's getting his blue belt, I think, right, or purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has he's a yellow belt. belt. He's blue, I think, or I don't know, something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, describe Turbo Man for the people who've never seen Turbo Man. <laughs> um. Well. Aaron C. Thompson wasn't wrong with the Radioactive Man comparison. He does kind of look a lot like that, like Radioactive yeah. Man from The Simpsons. Um, yeah. Kind of a big, you know, big strong guy wearing like a mostly red costume. Uh, it's kind of like Radioactive Man or The Flash, something along those lines. He's got like a big, uh, like a rocket pack, like a jet pack on his back. And uh, he shoots all kind of like projectiles from his wrists. Like discs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he fights, like, he's got this big, like, pink, uh, like, dog-type thing. Booster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that plays Booster later on is the guy from oh, yeah, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Booger, yeah, from yep. Revenge of the Nerds. Curtis Armstrong. Yeah, I can't <clears> believe <throat> him. Man also has, like, a red helmet and a visor, so it kind of obscures his face, because that comes in uh, handy later. Because <laughs> How that fooled anyone. <laughs> I boggled my mind. <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, so the kid's got to go to his karate exhibition, and uh, Rita Wilson's going to take him. And uh, Schwarzenegger's too busy at the mattress store selling mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. It was so ridiculous. Who's buying, like, last-minute mattresses on fucking Christmas Eve? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Turbo Man might be a hot-selling Christmas gift, but I don't think mattresses are. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, <laughs> and they're having like a big office party too at this place because it's such a profitable mattress selling place. <laughs> they, 
having a big office party. It looks like a Wall Street, like, you know, stock uh, stocks and bonds are being sold. No, no, just mattresses are being sold here. Don't you worry. They just cut some of the mattresses open. They're, they're full of Coke. And that's what their whole party is, just doing all the Coke in the mattresses. <laughs> so uh, Schwarzenegger tries to go to the karate place, and uh, on his way there, he gets caught for uh, – ooh. Well, there's a big traffic jam, so he's driving along the side of the highway, and uh, he thinks, "Oh, I outsmarted yeah. everybody in traffic." But our buddy Bob Conrad, <laughs> he's like, "I'm going to make it." Yeah, Bob Conrad's on his motorcycle as a police officer, yeah. and he and he catches him and writes him a ticket or whatever, and uh, so that was cool seeing Bob Conrad. <laughs> yeah, much older <laughs> Bob Conrad, but he still looks like himself, so that's good. Yeah, he, he still looks fit. You know, he still looks fit. Yeah. Yeah, he, and I guess they weren't kidding about all this, like the exercising he did. There's a reason he did that episode of Columbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Schwarzenegger's late getting to the karate thing. And what I love about this is uh, he pulls He's up so right late, to the front. Like... Yeah. <laughs> he pulls up to the front door of this school gymnasium, goes running inside, and it's completely empty, just the janitor sweeping the floor. Hey, Arnold, didn't you notice the parking lot was empty? <laughs> he pulled in. <laughs> All the lights were off. Nothing registered there? Nothing? You, you thought everybody oh. walked in the karate exhibition? <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, I'm going to make it. And then the cop pulled him over for, what, maybe 10 minutes? And somehow now <laughs> yeah. he's missed the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's your, well, he thought he was going to make it, but when you're selling mattresses, you lose all track of time. So he yeah. thought he left on time. He was it's like a fast-paced world. Yeah. <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> so Schwarzenegger goes home, and, uh, oh, he sees Hartman. Hartman's already uh, – oh, because we see Hartman um, sitting next to, like, Rita Wilson at the karate exhibition, right? Because uh, all the yeah. kids are there, and his, he, he also has a kid. He takes karate. And he's friends with Jake Lloyd. So, but Hartman and all the other single moms are around them, and they're like, "Oh, uh, thank you for fixing my screen door and all that." And he's like, "Hey, no problem. I gave it to you, good." And then she's like, "Yeah, you know, I have a light bulb out on the porch." And that's when he says, "Yeah, I got like the best tool for it, or whatever." And uh, so, yeah, he's getting <laughs> every lady in that neighborhood. But he, he wants really Rita is. Wilson. But he wants Rita. And Wilson. it's not even like he's super cool in this. He's like a nerdy yeah. kind of dad wearing like khakis and glasses and shit. But he's still <laughs> he's, out there getting it done with everyone. Yeah, he's just very friendly and polite. And I guess all the ladies are way into that. So I don't know. I have yeah. seen that that works. In my life, that has never worked. <laughs> no. But for Phil Hartman, <laughs> it works. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so when Schwarzenegger comes oh, home. Oh, man. Bill Hartman's on his roof putting Christmas lights up on Schwarzenegger's roof. Yeah, that's so, you know, fucked that, up. <laughs> he, he, he's marking his territory. Like, are you going to pay the electricity bill? Like, yeah, fuck you. That's, that's the first thing I thought of, too. Like, who's fucking paying the electricity? Because <laughs> uh, Hartman's like, I had some spare lights in the garage. And I figured I'd you know, juice, uh, liven up your house. And he has it all decked out in lights. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> but, uh, so Creep. Schwarzenegger goes in, and uh, he, he wants to talk to his boy there. He make it up to him. And his boy wants nothing to do with him. He gives him the hi hat, and he goes running into his room or whatever. And then we get into mm-hmm. the kid's bedroom, and he's got oh, a little. Oh, this is amazing. He's got a little Incredible Hulk mask on the wall, and then the camera pans yep. over to behind his bed, 
a giant mural of Jack Kirby, Captain America, <laughs> on the back wall. Yep. Like, whoa. That goes, like, from one side, like, one wall to the other wall, like, through the corner and everything. This thing is massive. It was so That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, where the fuck do you get one of those? Because I will buy one still today. I think, I think Schwarzenegger <laughs> just made it himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those painting mattress salesmen who are just as fuck. And the kid's reading a comic book. Yeah, it wasn't a Marvel book, but his bed sheets and everything are like Marvel uh, pillowcases. Yeah, like it's like Wolverine cool. and X Men and stuff. There was yeah. on his desk. There was like a Cable action figure, and I saw an X Force comic book. Yeah, wow. One of the Reavers was there. Uh, the guy was like a the Reaver. tank tread for the lower. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even notice a Reaver being there. Wow. Yeah, I was like, man, that kid had it all. I know. Why is he so mad all the time? This kid. Schwarzenegger's <laughs> taking dead. pretty good care of him, apparently. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought they'd go in his bedroom and just be like a couple of turned over apple crates. You know, in a cot. <laughs> but no, his bedroom's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, he's got a fucking <laughs> Captain America wall. Who has that? I think Schwarzenegger's doing pretty good as a dad then. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but I guess uh, you apparently built him a clubhouse a couple years ago. Yeah, because you have to. Did you ever have a clubhouse, Jack? Uh, no. We had a uh, at my grandma's house. They had this like shed, basically. So no, kind of no, like a sounds, clubhouse. Like, there's a lot of dark. <laughs> sounds pretty dark. It's like a little tiny <laughs> barn kind of thing. But like, there's a bunch of like lawnmowers in the bottom part. But then there was there was like a yeah, ladder that would go up to the little kind of crawl space area up top, like the attic. Yeah. And uh, it was big enough to, like, for us kids to kind of hang out in, so that was kind of our clubhouse. Yeah, we never had a clubhouse. Uh, there's some woods down behind my house. <coughs> when we were little, we'd go down. There's a big rock. We would say that was our clubhouse. We'd go sit on the rock. Uh, I never had a treehouse <laughs> or anything like that. Some neighbors down Yeah, the I never had, had a treehouse. Tree uh, they had a treehouse. They were pretty uh, – they were uh, rich kids or something. But uh, nice. I, didn't, uh, I didn't like it. I don't One like it. percenters. Hikes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of hikes. <laughs> I never really yeah. Tree yeah, I can see that not being a big big thing for you then. Yeah, not too good. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Schwarzenegger, he says, hey, I'll make it up to you. Uh, I'll get you a, a turbo. What do you want for Christmas? And he says, I want turbo, man. Whatever. He, he rattles off something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, shoots he's like, right. and says six yeah. different phrases. He's like, all right, I'll get you a turbo, man. And then he goes out to talk to Rita Wilson. She says, hey, by the way, did you pick up that doll? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, hey, I told you to get that Turbo Man doll like weeks ago. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I got it. Don't worry. It's at the office. Because, right? you know, everything's at that office where he sells the mattresses. So, <laughs> yeah, it's sewn into the mattresses with all the money. So, so the next day, he's like, oh, yeah, I want to go pick up that doll there, you know. And the kid's like, hey, but you're going to miss the big Christmas Eve parade or whatever, you know. Uh, you can't miss mm-hmm. the Christmas parade. You go every parade. year, except you didn't go yeah. last year or the year before. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only six. You're kind of so never around. Pretty much all the years I've been on the planet. <laughs> we go yeah, every all year. I remember. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, Schwarzenegger says, hey, don't you worry. I'll be back in plenty of time for that parade. I'm just going to go sell some mattresses on Christmas Eve. I'll be I'll be right back. And uh, so he has to go out and buy the, uh, the Turbo Man doll. But uh, they go to the store. He's waiting to get into the store, and everyone's lined up outside the doors. And they let him in, and all the Turbo Men are sold out. They're all sold out. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah, he meets uh, Sinbad in line for the for this Turbo Man. 
Um, cause Sinbad's also yeah. on the same mission. He's trying to get, he's a mailman. He's trying to get one for his kid because he also waited until the last minute. And you get the yeah. impression right away that Sinbad's kind of unhinged. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's kind of just rambling on about stuff. Yeah, he's just choking a lady right next to him when he's telling the story. Uh, he gets so involved in the story, he's choking a woman. <laughs> but, sorry. but she didn't seem like she didn't Crosby. Seem mad. Yeah, she, she she didn't seem mad though. She's like, all right, send back no. to me, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but when they get he to does the this store, every week, everyone's laughing at him because he wants a Turbo Man. They're like, are you crazy? That toy's the hottest toy in the world. It's sold out forever. But they got plenty of boosters. His little uh, pink uh, furry side yeah. boosters. Everyone's got boosters. Yeah, nobody wants that shit. <laughs> Uh, that was always so, the case with toys like you can never find like regular he-man it's always like here here's this stupid battle damage he-man and fucking <laughs> tons of orcos and shit but you want he-man and skeletor you're fucked <laughs> so uh i don't know i don't even remember do they get into it here at this first toy store um uh, oh, yeah. i think it's just very briefly yeah like Sinbad kind of knocks him down and then uh yeah, and then, and then Schwarzenegger grabs and the Arnold. remote control off a kid and, yeah. and makes a remote control car trip Sinbad, even though, like, logistically, there's no way that could happen because of the way it was filmed. Like, like Sinbad, I don't know, he was running, like, uh, he turned a corner when he was running, and somehow Schwarzenegger could still see him and <laughs> manipulate this remote control car to go around the store and cut off Sinbad and trip him. I don't know. Well, he's also the uh, the robot from Terminator, so he's using his uh, you know robot abilities yeah, to uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, just really didn't make any sense. But all right, he trips in bad with remote control car because someone said, "Hey, there's a lady in a fur coat who got the last one," and so they were going to. Ch- they both wanted to run out the store, I guess, to chase and mug this woman. Is that what we're <laughs> pretty much? Because there was one left, and this lady had it on layaway, even though she's got a fur coat, and this thing was probably only like you know twenty bucks. <laughs> but layaway. She had it on layaway. <laughs> so yeah, Arnold runs down the street after her because he can see it, you know, in the back of her her trunk. Essentially, he's got like a glass window back there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, stop!" But she does not. <laughs> Strangely so he enough, jump- stop for the big Austin man car. running after her. He jumps in like his big old four wheel jeep or whatever, whatever he's driving. And uh, what is he driving? Like an SUV, I guess. We'll just say that. And uh, he goes yeah. to, but he accidentally hits reverse, I guess. And he backs up into a, a motorcycle and he gets out of his car. Uh-oh. It's a police motorcycle. And here comes Bob Uh-oh. Conrad out of the coffee shop. Oh, no. It's Bob <laughs> Conrad again. Uh-oh. So that's <laughs> wow, wow. Like, doesn't he get coffee spilled <laughs> on him here? Is that here or is that later? I don't Uh, I think so. Can't remember. Yeah, I don't know why Bob Conrad hasn't just beaten the hell out of him yet. <laughs> like, just pull your gun. This is the second time I've pull seen your you. Gun, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't remember how he gets away from Bob Conrad. Though. Does it like? I don't know. He gets away. Um, I think yeah. Sinbad just kind of drives by. Like he's like, hey, fuck you. And yeah, but how does kind of leave? Get... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. He just kind of lets him go for some reason. Yeah, I watched this a couple of days ago because I knew I was going to be busy today, so I had to watch it a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, so he gets yeah. away. But anyway, Bob Conrad's a running gag throughout the movie. He's always getting yep. with Schwarzenegger, random spots. So uh, they're they're going around trying to find Turbo Man at different stores, and eventually they go to a mall. 
right? And uh, yeah, because there's word that they got a big late shipment of these Turbo Man. So, all right. Well, you reference this. You referenced this a little bit earlier at the girl and the ball. So why don't you take us through this scene here? <laughs> uh, so the toy store owner, he's like, all right, you know, we only have a handful of these things that we just got in. So we're going to do this orderly. You're all going to line up like single file. We're going to give each of you a ball with a number on it. We're going to pick numbers and whoever, you know, gets picked, you get a doll and the rest of you, you know, you're screwed. <laughs> so, it uh, it starts out not orderly at all and just escalates from there. Um, and eventually the the people running the store just kind of toss the balls in the air and everyone's fighting over them and, you know, stepping at each other and kicking each other in the face <laughs> trying to get one of these balls. And uh, so Sinbad kind of has one and Arnold, like, yells out, oh, hey, he's got two balls. Well, Which, I mean, well Schwarzenegger, had, Schwarzenegger got the ball first, and then Sidbad jumped <laughs> mm-hmm. on the ground next to him and pepper sprayed him in the eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No pepper spray trick. <laughs> if you're fighting Arnold, that's probably your only chance is, you know, busting out pepper spray. So Sinbad took the ball from Schwarzenegger, and then Schwarzenegger says, hey, that guy's got two. Go get him. So everyone's chasing Sinbad. They tackle him, <laughs> and then he drops the ball, and it goes bouncing through the mall and uh, take it away, Jake. What happens? Yeah, yeah. Arnold goes running after it. It's uh, it's bouncing everywhere. It goes through another toy store, I think. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> think so. Yeah. He's running through another toy store. Um, then it bounces towards the edge where it's gonna. It falls off the uh, the second floor down to the first floor, and lands in like a stroller where this little girl who looks also like a boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was kind of confused at first what she was, <laughs> but eventually he says little girl, so I guess she was a girl. Uh, yeah. She grabs the ball, and she just immediately knows that Arnold Schwarzenegger really wants this ball, and she just has this creepy grin on her face, and she keeps this thing away from him. And she's just like, yes, I have power, and I'm going to fuck with this man and crush his soul. Yeah, she's like three years <laughs> really old eerie. Yeah. 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 She just instinctually knows, like. <laughs> I will crush this man. It's it's kind of like <laughs> at the end of the Omen when the kid looks at the camera after his parents are dead and he like looks yes. at the camera. Yeah, same same thing going on here with this girl. It's when all she gets for the ball. you, Damien. <laughs> so Schwarzenegger, he hops in the elevator and as he's going down the elevator to the first floor, he's just making eye contact with this girl and she's just staring him down. Like, yeah, I got your ball. What are you gonna do about it? So he starts chasing her through like a uh, a playset, one of them uh, jungle gym deals yeah, in the middle of the mall. playground things, all the tubes and ball but pit by and the all way, stuff. I guess this scene was shot at the Mall of America in Minnesota, that big old. Yeah, mall. yep. They did show the outside of that. Yeah. yeah. I've never yeah. been there, but it looks cool. Yeah, neither have I. I hear it's big. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but the little girl won't give Schwarzenegger the ball, and he's just chasing her all over the place. They finally fall into like a ball pit together, and he says, "Hey, mm-hmm. little girl," and he hold, he just holds up a generic red ball from the ball pit. And he goes, "Would you like to trade the yellow ball in her mouth?" And he grabs yeah. her mouth. And he's like, "No, give me that." And a lady comes up, and says, "Hey, pizza gate, pizza gate." I want your ball. Her purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ball you. <laughs> so she's, she's bang hitting him over the head with the purse and all these other ladies come in pizza gate pizza gate and they're all just beating them up bang, bang, bang. and yeah. uh fucking pervert <laughs> another pervert i just bought the ball <laughs> so does that little girl choke and die on that ball i can't even remember what happens like what happens <laughs> yeah he just kind of gives up after that like i guess he's yeah like, 
I don't know how this how this ever has a happy ending because he's now a sex offender, so he's never going to get to watch <laughs> Jamie's next karate tournament. He's going to yeah. be bit barred. <laughs> Supposed to be fifty feet away. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember how that scene ends. I think they just beat the hell out of him with their purses, and then like we get a cut, and then the next scene starts. Yeah, he kind of runs because they're beating him up, so he's, right. he knows he's overpowered here. <laughs> uh, that's when he yeah. kind of runs into uh, Jim Belushi because he's kind of walking away, dejectedly, oh, yeah, yeah. like, "Oh, I'm never going to get a Turbo Man." And uh, Jim Belushi is the the Santa in the mall, and he's like, "Oh, Turbo Man, huh? Like, come over here." And him and his, his little, you know, little guy, his elf, um, are like, yeah, hey, you know, we got, we got a Turbo Man for you. And they hold up a picture of the, the little guy holding a Turbo Man doll in today's newspaper so you know that it's current. <laughs> <laughs> Very on the up and up. <laughs> and uh, so the, Arnold's like, okay, yeah, I want it. And uh, they're like, well, $300. And it's not here. Like, I don't have it on me. It's, uh, you're going to have to come with me. And Arnold's like, all right, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I need that doll, so I'll go with you. Yeah, you, you never follow a Thor Santa to a second location. That's the general rule. You <laughs> never. But, but Schwarzenegger did that, and he takes him to a, a yep. warehouse, and it's full of, like, uh, Santa Clauses. Santa Claus E, Santa Claus I's. Santa Clauses, and uh, they're all like uh, making presents, like bootleg presents, I guess, or uh, I don't know what they're doing. And uh, and they they try to give uh, him the Turbo Man, but here it's like a Mexican Turbo Man. It's a knockoff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, only speaks Spanish phrases and, and he falls apart immediately. Just, yeah, falls apart. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, I want my money back." And he's like, "No, all sales are final." And uh, and Schwarzenegger gets mad, and then uh, he's about to beat up uh, Belushi, but he says, "Oh yeah." Hey, how about this guy here? And he calls over the big show, Paul White, dressed as a big old Santa Claus. Yeah. And so Schwarzenegger versus the big show. And this was 1996. <laughs> this was when the big show was uh, WCW champion. He was the, known as the giant back then. He had, oh, he had just recently pinned Hulk Hogan to win his first ever championship. So look at that uh, jingle all the way better than Santa <laughs> with muscles. Wow. Uh, we found yeah. a tie-in. <laughs> I like it. So a big fight scene ensues uh, where uh, Schwarzenegger is trying to fight the Big Show. Uh, Vern Troyer jumps on uh, Schwarzenegger's back, and the Big Show goes to punch Schwarzenegger, but Schwarzenegger ducks, and he hits Vern Troyer and sends him flying across the uh, warehouse. And then uh, Schwarzenegger, does he, does he kick Big Show in the balls? Is that how he beats him? Or I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And, and then he grabs this giant candy cane ornament deal, and he just starts beating the hell out of Santa Clauses with this candy cane. <laughs> and he's just boom, 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 beating the fuck out of all of them. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like a mad monkey. He's <laughs> on, <them, laughs> on the warpath. <laughs> maybe maybe one uh, one episode of the show, I'll just play Mad Monkey the whole time. And we'll see how much money I win oh, by the end of the show. <laughs> that goes. It's like Larry versus Beer, but Mike Dell versus Mad Monkey. Mad Monkey. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't remember how that scene ends either. Oh, the police come in. Yeah, the police the come in. Show they up, raid yeah. the place. Cops all storm the place. <laughs> Schwarzenegger finds a toy badge in one of the little boxes, and he pretends that he's a detective, undercover detective, and I. He's pretty quick. He's pretty yeah. quick. That uh, Howard Langston mattress salesman. He's pretty smart. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. So he ends up walking because he's pretending to be a cop. Yeah. So he gets um, out of that. I think. Yeah. 
Next, I think point, he goes to the bar. Well, there's a, is it a bar or a diner? Yeah, I guess it's kind of a diner. Where, like, he meets uh, in uh, Sinbad there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they like kind Sinbad of start commiserating. Him, yeah, Sinbad tells him how he, uh, he didn't get a toy he wanted to do when he was a kid or something and that kind of shit. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I never got over it. Still hate my dad to this day for not getting me that <laughs> toy. It was like an eight-in-one gun or something like that. Eight guns all in one. And apparently, uh, from reading the IMDb, that, that was an actual toy back in the day. That toy was legit. That's not a made-up toy. Oh, really? Yeah, the eight guns in one thing. I guess that was a real thing. <laughs> wow. Created by the NRA. <laughs> so, uh, now, oh, oh, when they're at the diner, is that where they hear about the radio station? Has uh, They're going to give away a Turbo Man if you get down to the yep. radio station. And you have to name well, it's like, like the if, you, if you're the first caller who names the eight reindeer, you get this prize. So Arnold goes to the phone booth in the diner, and he's trying to call, and he's like, he, he's, he's running through him in his head. He knows it and stuff, but he gets through, and he's on, you know, with the with the, the guy working the phones over there. But then Sinbad kind of pulls the phone cord out of the, the phone, and uh, so he's like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> yes. And so uh, the diner guy just wants him to get the fuck out of there, and it's just like, hey, the radio station's like two blocks away. Just oh. get out of here and go. <laughs> yeah, so they get running to the radio station. And uh, so they get up there, and Martin Mole's the DJ. And uh, they start, I don't know, they're arguing or whatever. And But then Martin Mole says, hey, I don't actually have a Turbo Man. I have a coupon that you can redeem for a Turbo Man. And so yeah, once they're back in the back. Yeah, he, they get all mad. And then uh, just, uh, don't the cops come already for something or – yeah. Oh, uh, well, first Sinbad, like, he pulls out one of the packages in his, his mailbag. Oh. And he's like, ah, I have a bomb and shit like that. <laughs> so he, he throws it down, and Arnold kind of dives for it, but then he realizes, oh, Sinbad was faking it. It's not really a bomb. But then the cops show up and start trying to arrest them, and Sinbad does it again. He's like, oh, I've got this package here. It's a homemade explosive device. Like, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm crazy because I'm a postal <laughs> worker, so... <Yeah. laughs> You know, I could, you know, I got this. And uh, so he throws that down, and then they kind of get away again from the cops. And uh, Bob Conrad's like, oh, I was on the bomb squad for like 10 years. I'll, I'll handle this. And uh, he picks it up, and you just assume Sinbad was faking again. But it turns out this one actually did have a bomb in it. <laughs> yes, it blows up. And anything. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow Bob Conrad is not murdered. <laughs> I know, because... The way they do it is they show Sinbad running away, like, on the street, and then uh, they just, you just hear a big explosion in the background. He's like, wow, I guess that really was a bomb. People today sending shit through the mail. So, yeah, like, wow, they just murdered psychotic. Bob Conrad in, in a Christmas movie for the family. But then they cut back to Bob Conrad, and he's like the Andy Sedaris situation where he's just covered in, like, black yes. soot and ash and his hair sticking straight up. Because <laughs> that's how bombs work. <laughs> yes. It was just okay, a anyway. prankster. He didn't want to really cause damage. Poor Bob Conrad. Um, I don't know. Let's get to the end. All right, so they got to go. Yeah. The, the whole time this is going on, by the way, Phil Hartman's trying to get in Rita Wilson's pants, this whole movie. He's always oh, trying to yeah, get in And, uh, oh, oh, well, there is one other scene we got to talk about where they're, uh, I think they're Christmas caroling or something, and, uh, and Schwarzenegger comes back. Oh, because Schwarzenegger knows that Hartman has a Turbo Man. 
because he says he got mm-hmm. one for his kid in his, under the tree. And so Schwarzenegger says, I'm going to go steal that turbo. <laughs> this, yeah. This is well, what you want. to steal my wife. I might as well steal from yeah. him. <laughs> this is what you're wanting a hero of a movie, a guy who just going to steal things <laughs> from his neighbor. But yeah, yeah, this movie is uh, it's got some weird morals to it. Like <laughs> these people are kind of terrible. <laughs> but earlier, uh, Hartman introduced that he uh, rented a reindeer, or actually he purchased a reindeer, I guess, to uh, mm-hmm. to celebrate Christmas at the house. And then after Christmas, he, he's been tracking a, a group of deer down by the river or something, and he's going to go introduce the reindeer to that. that I don't know. It's very convoluted. <laughs> but uh, so uh, this reindeer hates Schwarzenegger, though. So when Schwarzenegger breaks into the house, the reindeer is in the backyard, and he sniffs Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he goes running after Schwarzenegger, and he's chasing them all through Hartman's house, and they're making all kind of uh, – they start a fire in the house and everything. One of the three wise men gets lit on fire, Balthazar. And uh, um, eventually, Schwarzenegger just punches the reindeer and knocks him out. <laughs> he just cracks him with the right <laughs> hand. so good. Drops the reindeer. <laughs> yep. Because he's pissed. Like, everyone hates him now. He's just like, fuck it. I'm punching this fucking reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like the, the three wise man is burning, he kicks the head of the wise man through the front window, and it goes out on the lawn <laughs> where all that where Rita Wilson and Phil Hartman are, and it's like, oh my god, what are you doing there, Howard Langston mattress salesman? And he's like, yeah, oh, whatever, you know, just here stealing like a turbo, my man. turbo man doll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but eventually, uh, the kids, Rita Wilson and the kids and Phil Hartman, they all go to the Christmas parade. And Schwarzenegger goes in the backyard to get drunk. He gets drunk with the reindeer. Him and the reindeer become friends. It's like on Letter Kenny. After you fight, you get up, you shake hands, and you're friends. Yeah. And they they start drinking Canadian beer right there on the back porch. And uh, Schwarzenegger <laughs> and the reindeer getting hammered. The reindeer is named Joint Boy. I like that. Uh, so yeah, the big the big finale here. And I guess it's like the really this movie is like an hour and twenty minutes or twenty nine minutes. And I think the final half yeah. hour is all at this fucking parade. This parade is pretty long. <laughs> so much at the parade. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, so basically, Schwarzenegger... <laughs> yeah, it covers shows... very little distance because most of this is right in front of them. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's right. It's not a fast-moving parade. <laughs> so uh, Schwarzenegger, he gets uh, confused for the guy who's supposed to be playing Turbo Man on the Turbo Man float. Because I guess that guy, that guy got injured in a jetpack accident and they're expecting his replacement to show up. <laughs> So they think it's Schwarzenegger just because he's a big strapping Austrian fellow. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. this must be the guy. And Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and he's kind of running from on. the cops again, so he goes in the door. Like that's why he kind of goes oh, in yeah, there yeah. to hide. And they they're like, oh, you must be the replacement. And so they just start dressing him in the Turbo Man suit. He doesn't even know what's going on. And uh, we see Booster, uh, a booger from Revenge of the Nerds, and he has his head off and he's just smoking a cigarette, <laughs> burning a dart. Yeah, smoking a dart. And he says, <laughs> yeah. hey. I, it's about time. I'm sweating like a dog in a Chinese restaurant. That's the line. That's the line he said. <laughs> and apparently, according to IMDb, they cut that line out when they show it on TV. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> not allowed to yeah. have any fun anymore. So, uh, so Schwarzenegger. We now th- these scenes are shot in like first-person point of view from Schwarzenegger, like the camera is Schwarzenegger. And we, he just sees all mm-hmm. this commotion going around him. He doesn't know what's going on. And then he goes up. Uh, he's, he's sucked up through the floor here into this uh, float, and he's on top of the float. And holy fuck, he's Turbo Man. He finally realizes it. He's Turbo Man. <laughs> and I guess uh, one of the promotions for the parade, they're giving away a Turbo Man for one lucky kid in the crowd. 
So this, this confused me a bit because uh, right away when he's up there as Turbo Man, he spots his boy in the crowd and he waves to him and they like yep. salute each other and everything. And then uh, a couple seconds later, they make the announcement about Turbo Man going to pick a lucky kid to get the Turbo Man toy. And he starts looking at <laughs> both sides of the street and he starts panning the crowd <laughs> like your son is right there. You already yeah. waved to him. Why What's are you looking here? <laughs> he's like, huh? Yeah. Where's my son again? Well, first he just kind of holds it. He's like, aha, I got it. I got a turbo man. Like, you don't have to <laughs> give it to the kid. Like, you can't just keep it. <laughs> and then you all of a sudden can't find his kid again. <laughs> so ridiculous. But eventually <laughs> they he start pointing at his that, kid, and his kid's like, yeah. his kid is the uh, Jamie and his friend are like fighting. Like, no, he's pointing to me. And they turn the mics on, and he's like, Jamie! And Jamie's not, you know, <laughs> weirded out by the fact that this guy knows his name. This thing's all rigged now. If I was Jamie. any of those other kids, I'd be like, fuck this, it's been rigged. This is supposed to be random. So Jamie goes <laughs> running up on the float to get the turbo, man. And uh, while this is going on, though, we've been seeing somebody's been knocking out the bad guy, the turbo man bad guy, and taking his costume. Yeah. Sure enough, it's Sinbad. And he comes flying in, <laughs> like, on a zip line. And jumps on the float, <laughs> and he starts fighting uh, to get the Turbo Man doll. And uh, so, but everyone at the parade thinks it's part of the show because this is supposed to happen. They're supposed <laughs> to have a fight, but uh, they're actually fighting for real over the Turbo Man. Yeah, and uh, because somehow and then, the people who made this parade float actually built working weapons for these guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they actually created superhero costumes, apparently. Like Sinbad's firing his his fist like a rocket and shit, and it comes back to him. <laughs> I don't know how that yep. happened, but it, um, <laughs> uh, by the way, this uh, scene this was shot in Minnesota. I or I forget where they shot. I think it was Minnesota. I don't know. I know it was shot in all of America, but I don't know where this parade. I can't remember where the parade was actually shot, but uh, um, they did it in like summertime, and it was super hot, and like uh, Sinbad's head, his costume head, it's like a big fishbowl on top of his head, like purple water in it and stuff. And they said it was okay. so hot, the water was boiling in that thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it started to boil. <laughs> so hot. It boiled, it cooked it last of his brain cells away. <laughs> it, I think it said it took him like three days to film that or something. Or I don't know. Maybe long, three. I don't know. It's a long Jesus. fucking time. But anyway... Um, so they have their big fight on the float, uh, but eventually, like, uh, the kid gets Turbo Man in his backpack, and he goes running, and he's like King Kong, this kid. Apparently, he scales a building, yeah. and then, <laughs> like, how, did he, how did he get up on the roof of that fucking building? I, don't know. <laughs> I think there was like, a ladder, but still, like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> you think he just run to his mom and Phil Hartman. He's like, I want to King Kong it. I'm going to climb up this building, and then I'll start climbing up a tree on top safe. of the building. That, yeah, that would be real safe. Yeah, there's like weird lattice that goes between the, you know, across the street. I'll just monkey bar across this. So Sinbad's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go chase down that seven-year-old child who has that toy, and I'm going to, like, throw him <laughs> off a building and steal that toy from him. Because, like, they, they both, like, this uh, Christmas tree ornament thing that they're climbing on falls over, the, so they're hanging. And uh, Sinbad's not even concerned about the little boy's safety. He's like, give me that doll. <laughs> give me that doll. Yeah. Like, you don't give a fuck. 
He is totally fine with murdering a kid if it gets him that dog. Steve, in front of thousands of eyewitnesses. He's not even worried about it. So Schwarzenegger. And yet somehow he does not end up going to jail, I think. Well, I think he does, right? I think he does, but I don't know. We'll get to that in a minute. I don't know. Like, but, it, yeah. <laughs> so Schwarzenegger, they're like, Turbo Man, use your turbo jets. So, uh, yeah, he's got a working jet pack, and uh, Schwarzenegger hits the jet pack, and he goes flying up like a million miles in the air, and it, this is where the movie just goes completely off the rails. <laughs> like, he's just, yeah, <laughs> it really does. He's flying around, like, so it's ridiculous. And and then he's like, oh, I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. And he starts flying, and, uh, <laughs> and then he goes after them, and I don't know. Long story short, uh, the kid dies, and uh, no, 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 he saves his son. <laughs> But his kid <laughs> nearly dies. Like, his kid falls off yeah. the building. If if Schwarzenegger didn't know how to operate a jetpack and how to fly, he would his son would be dead. <laughs> yeah, if he didn't have that time to practice, yep, it would have all been over. And the mom, but like, he, she came, like, the, the most half-hearted, like, oh, thank God. Like, I know. his son almost died. Like, she doesn't a little move. more worried there. Rita Wilson <laughs> doesn't move one inch from where she was watching the parade the whole time. It's like, nope. Rita, your son's scaling a building like a monkey. Why don't you go up and help him? <laughs> Say, hey, don't do yeah, that, be there son. to try to catch him or something. <laughs> Please break his fall before he hits the pavement and shatters into a thousand pieces. So uh, Schwarzenegger <laughs> catches the kid, and uh, the cops, uh, Bob Conrad's there, and uh, – they catch uh, Sinbad, and uh, and uh, but uh, Turbo Man, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, and uh, Jake Lloyd there. They go to see Rita Wilson, and they're they're having a conversation, and Rita Wilson yep. has no idea this is her husband. Like, <laughs> this giant Austrian man in a Turbo Man costume couldn't possibly be be her husband. No way. It's not like his whole face is obscured. Just like he's wearing a right. clear – you can see through the visor he's wearing, and it's only like – He's got a very eyes. noticeable chin. like, <laughs> And a very noticeable way he talks as well. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't, they can't tell us that. <laughs> oh, <Good> Lord. God. <laughs> but, uh, but he's like, a real stretch. Uh, Amy, your father loves you more than anything in the world. He loves you so much. And he's like, how would you, how do you know that? And he's like, how would I know that? I'm your father. And he like, we can call back to Star Wars, you know, uh, little baby yeah. Anakin would one day say that same thing to Luke Skywalker, you know? But uh, Wow, look at that. He, he uh, takes the helmet off and he's like, dad? And Rita Wilson's like, Harold? What? Or Howard, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Howard? Yeah. What? And she like she's swim. turned on though clearly. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's she wants to keep outfit. this outfit. She gets very excited. <laughs> she's like, oh, Howard. I don't need Phil Hartman after all now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, well that was all going on before the uh, the parade stuff happened with them. Um, Phil Hartman drove Rita and the kids to the parade, and the kids got out of the car first to go get a spot, and they while well, they went to go park the car, and while they parked the car, he makes his move on Rita Wilson. And he, mm-hmm. uh, he tries to, like, uh, start to make the sweets we love to her. And she, I think she grabbed, like, a mug of eggnog and just, or a thermos of eggnog and, like, cracked him over the head with it. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> how dare you? Nah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just because you banged everyone else in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Me and I am going to bang you, too. 
I've so, got Tom uh, Hanks. I mean Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so <laughs> the cops, Bob Conrad, and the, Bob Conrad's hands are all bandaged up from the bomb and everything. And uh, so there, yeah. uh, Conrad comes up. He doesn't know Schwarzenegger's Turbo Man yet, and he just sees him from behind, and he's like, "Hey, Turbo Man, I'd just like to say we'd like you on the force any day." Or something like that. And then Schwarzenegger turns around and goes, I'm happy to hear that, officer. And he's like, what? You're that guy who's been ruining my life this whole movie. And they're like, yeah, yep. but I'm, I'm Turbo Man. And he's like, oh, all right, Turbo Man, you got me. You won this one. Definitely and, can't uh, arrest you, even though you've, done, you've endangered <laughs> a bunch of people's lives, including my own. Who I'm a police officer that you attacked. So they're leading uh, <laughs> Sinbad away in cuffs. And uh, Jamie, the Jake Lloyd there, whatever, he's like, hey, hey, wait up there, hold on. And he's got his big Turbo Man doll, and he's like, hey, I want you, because he wants you to have this, because he knows that he has a kid as well. And he's like, I know you just mm-hmm. tried to murder me. I know you tried to throw me <laughs> off a building. Ah, it's Christmas. Who cares? Here, I want you to give this. Yeah, to your live boy. and let live. When when your boy comes and visits you at San Quentin, make sure you give him this Turbo <laughs> Man doll. And. Uh, <laughs> So then I I'm like, sure he'll Jamie. remember you fondly. <laughs> Amy, how could you give him your doll? And he's like, I, I, who needs a doll? I got real Turbo Man at home. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then that's how it ends. And Rita Wilson's yeah. like, no, I got real Turbo Man at home. He's only wearing this in the bedroom from now on. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. <laughs> so now, Jank, did you stay uh, to the post credit scene? Actually, no. I, I didn't read about that till later. I was like, oh, I'm not going uh, yeah. back. Because <laughs> apparently the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, watched Jingle all the way, and they said, hey, this post credit scene <laughs> stuff, this really works. we got to start doing this. Yeah. And this is what inspired it. <laughs> so if you sit through all the credits, at the end we see the Schwarzenegger and Rita Wilson and the boy there. They're having their Christmas, and everyone's happy. And, uh, and Rita Wilson pulls Arnold over to the side. She says, wow, you are so great today. Uh, all that trouble you went to to get uh, Jake or Jamie his uh, Turbo Man. Oh, I, I just, uh, wow, I can't wait to see what you got me. And then uh, Schwarzenegger turns to the camera and he's like, what? Yeah, he forgot to get Rita Wilson a present. And that's where it ends. Wah, wah. Oh, no. I bet it ended up being his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let uh, Phil Hartman have sex with you. <laughs> present. So there it is, jingle all the way. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, it's a strange movie. A lot of attempted child murder for a heartwarming Christmas classic. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a little unusual. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, no. super deluxe awful. I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's it's not, like, <laughs> terrible. I mean... Yeah, it doesn't really go in any crazy directions where you're just like, well, I guess until that ending parade where you're just like, <laughs> yeah. why does he have a jetpack and... <laughs> yeah. boomerang and fucking all these projectiles that shoot out of him like what the fuck are you thinking but most of it's fairly you know it's fairly it flows pretty well the story makes sense <laughs> yeah you could even say it's making a nice uh, satirical comment on American culture and commercialism of Christmas and all that but then it kind of yeah. goes off the rails but uh, you know it's you get to see Schwarzenegger punch a reindeer that was pretty cool you get to see Big Show punch yep. Vern Troyer. That was. Uh, you get to see Schwarzenegger and a reindeer getting drunk. That was pretty cool. That um, was great. Bob Conrad's getting work in 1996. That was pretty cool. So you know, I don't mind it. I, I'll give it a five out of ten. I think. <laughs> yeah, I say that's fair. It's definitely yeah. not the worst thing in the world. 
Yeah. I can see it's why a, people would watch it, I guess. <laughs> like, not very often, but... Like, it's it's funny just to watch Schwarzenegger try and act, I guess. <laughs> yeah, try to be a mattress salesman. <laughs> just a normal I, family home. From what I am, I am to be, says, if you, if you pay attention when he's signing the contracts at the beginning there, when he's rattling off of those mattress sales, he actually signs Arnold Schwarzenegger on the contracts, not Howard. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so there you go. Arnold he's not messing it up. And, uh, <laughs> Jingle All the Way. It's, it's, hey, what about if Andy Sedaris had directed Jingle All the Way? Oh. Oh, that would the be na- a movie. The mother, Sybil Danning. All the neighbors are like uh, patty cakes and uh, Tara and Donna and everybody. And, uh, oh, that would be great. We would actually see Phil Hartman go visit all of them and bang them all out. That's right. <laughs> that would be most of the movie. It wouldn't be set near the Mall of America. It would be like in Hawaii, of course. <laughs> and at the end, Rocket Man's got like a machine gun and rocket launchers and shit. <laughs> and he's just yeah, a four barrel rocket launcher. <laughs> oh, and also, uh, we could. Still and have he blasts in bed from about two feet away with a rocket launcher. And so we could still somehow have the, the boy the, doesn't die. The, we could still have the scene in the toy store with Schwarzenegger in the remote control car. You know, because that's Sedaris. Right? Yeah. Oh my God, it's true. <laughs> but he'd have to blow up Sinbad with it. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie would be awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Jingle all the way. It can be worse. That would be I amazing. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if we ever watch Jingle all the way, too, I'm sure we will do much worse. Phil Hartman's great, and Sinbad is entertaining. <laughs> so, you know, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Jake Lloyd was not good. Um, even like well, there was a kid like in in the Turbo Man, you know, like show that they were watching. Like that kid was a better actor than Jake Lloyd. <laughs> and you're just burying Jake Lloyd. Holy fuck! <laughs> all right, well, all right. Uh, let, let's get to hour three of the big show. Uh, that'll be uh, you telling us about Spider Man's. Let's hear about the Spider Man. <laughs> oh boy! No way home, Spider Man's. Now I talked to Mike L. And Mike L. watched it. Here's the thing uh, that I was very upset about, because this week on Flea Market Fantasy, we recorded the episode last night, and I picked up Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. And the reason I picked yeah. that one was because I thought for sure Peter Porker was going to be in this movie. I thought that was the whole point of the multiverse. <laughs> Why did Peter Porker? That? <laughs> I just thought he would be, because I was like, Peter Porker, he'll be in here. And uh, and Mike L. was like, no, he's not in this movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's not in the movie. He has to be. I thought that was the whole point, to have Peter Porker in the goddamn movie. And he's like, no, no, no. He's into the Spider-Verse, not the multiverse thing. I'm like, how can you do this and not have Peter Porker? Like, they should have at least had Peter Porker, like, in the end credits or something, like, swinging by in the credits or do something with Peter Porker. How can you not have Peter Porker in the goddamn multiverse? Explain no, it, this Jane. thing was only concerned with the movie, the, the different movie universes that we've seen so far. It doesn't care about any of the other ones, really, which is very oh. strange, but that's apparently the way it worked. <laughs> like, it didn't care about introducing new spider characters that we've never seen in live action. That seems like a, a huge missed opportunity, right? Like, even at the end of credits, she'd have uh, Spider-Ham pop up and say, that's all, folks, or something like that, you know? Just do that. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like, how hard is that? Come on, Marvel. <laughs> you know what? This movie could have used that, because, yeah. <laughs> Man, you, you don't sound like you like it. Uh, Mike, I'll give it a thumbs up. He enjoyed it. He says it's not amazing, right? but he, he thought it was good. 
Um, now, for the record, uh, I have not watched any of the other very Tom high Holland. Me. I'm going to look it up right now. It's like 90% last I saw. 90%. Yeah. Hey, something Jingle like All the Way. Yep, 90%. I mean, Jingle All the Way only had like a 40% or something, or 19% or I don't know, something like that. Something terrible. <laughs> um, 95% with the audience. Yeah, see? The kids love the Tom Hollands. Um, but uh, yeah. I haven't seen any of his Spider-Man movies. I like him, though, when I see him in Avengers and Captain America and whatnot. But I've never seen Agreed. him. Agreed. He's been, great in there. I haven't seen the two Spider- – there's two of them, right? One with Michael Keaton and then one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, yep. The Mysterio one, yeah. Okay. And from what I remember, Jack, you said you did not like those films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, to be honest, of the previous seven Spider-Man movies um, – I've never liked any of them. <laughs> really? Not so, even the Maguire one? Take... No, no. Never liked them. Wow. I, was, I was like, this, I, like the... I guess I just love Spider-Man so much, and I'm like, I think you're missing the point here. <laughs> I thought the first Like, the Maguire ones were all right. Yeah, they're not – they've got their moments. I would say of all of them, they probably got the, the most moments. But he kept taking his mask off, which just pissed me off. Like <laughs> – <laughs> you can show There's no way he would take his mask off. <laughs> but, he, but you're paying for Tobey Maguire. You want to see Tobey Maguire. You know? <laughs> I really don't, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But I just the studio, though, you know what I mean? The studios are playing <laughs> Tobey Maguire. They got to, hey, we got to have Tobey Maguire on the screen. Um, I hear you, but, uh, I mean, that's hardly a thing to get too upset about, though, Jank. I mean, come on. It's not, you know. I mean, that's, that's just kind of Spider-Man's whole character is keeping that identity a secret. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but when does he take it off? Kind of integral. Like it gets like ripped off by Green Goblin when they're fighting and stuff. But I mean, that yeah, the first one wasn't so bad. Um, it had Macy Gray, which wasn't great. That was bad. <laughs> um, that was the Green bad. Goblin yeah. looked terrible. I hated that costume. Um, I hear you. I'm with you on that one. Why don't just go with the classic Green Goblin look? You know? Yeah. They uh, they tried to mix it up a little bit in this movie to um, mixed degree or mixed effect, I guess you could say. Um, in some ways, it was better, but then also it kind of sucked because he didn't have any mask at all. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. When you say they tried to with, you mean the Green Goblins in this movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, the no basic idea. premise of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to bring in most of the villains from the previous Spider-Man movies as well as the previous Spider-Man. Okay, but like in this universe that we're in with Tom Holland, mm-hmm. is there a Green Goblin? No. Okay. Uh, so was yeah. Willem Dafoe brought back? This, did he play the Green Goblin again? He sure was. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> and apparently he did his own stunts. <laughs> like, wow. Well, Props to him. He's like in his sixties. I know. Doing his own do you really stunts. want a six-year-old dude doing his own stunts? <laughs> <laughs> like Columbo climbing that ladder. That last episode of Columbo. Yeah. Like that tree. <laughs> He's trying to drop out of, but his dog wouldn't get out of the way. <laughs> well, that was a different one. That was a different. Uh, but the last episode yeah. he ever did, when he was like seventy, he's climbing a ladder to get in that tree to see. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so he, he the, gave it all. The premise of this movie, I guess, apparently the, the previous movie, Far From Home, Jake Gyllenhaal reveals to the mm-hmm. world that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, this, <laughs> the last one started a whole theme of Peter Parker just being the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> and uh, 
it continued well into this movie. Um, because last movie, uh, so, you know, Tony Stark had died in Endgame, and he is, you know, basically left his legacy kind of to, to Peter Parker. He gave him these, like, special glasses and, you know, access to all this technology and stuff, and Peter Parker was just like, oh, I don't really want to deal with all this. Like, this is too much <laughs> for me. Uh, I just want to be a kid, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. And so he's like, he meets up with Mysterio, who is working with S.H.I.E.L.D., and, uh, you know, they're like, oh, he's, Mysterio's claiming to be from another dimension. And he's like, oh, yeah, so now, now I'm here. I got trapped on this earth, so I'm helping out. And they're like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And Mysterio, like, helps them out, like, once. And he's like, all right, Mysterio, you seem like a good guy. I'm going to give you these glasses and all this technology. And you can be, you know, the next Iron Man. You seem like a good guy. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's fucking stupid. You couldn't uh, give it to, like, you know, it? Captain America yeah. or something like that? Like, some guy you just met? It keeps like mind, might be Peter Parker, right. like, Peter Parker's deal is that he's he's real into science, and he designed them web shooters, and he's all yeah. into, like, that's how Tony Stark found him, right? Because he, like, was, uh, well, didn't he want to, like, intern at Tony Stark or something, Stark Industries? Or wasn't that something, like, they mentioned at one uh, point? Or, like, he loved They may Tony have Stark mentioned that at some point. He's like, he, I, I think, know, like, in, uh... I think in one of the early Iron Man movies, either one or two, there's like a little kid wearing an Iron Man helmet at like the expo. I think it was two in the, when when they're at that expo, and there's like a kid in yeah. an Iron Man helmet that they said was Spider Man. So I guess he was a fan oh, of didn't... Iron Man. Wow, that's true. Um, but yeah. yeah, so the point is like he he should love getting access to all that technology, even if there yeah. wasn't a personal connection of oh the guy you love just died how about you honor that guy by doing something with his technology nah I just want to be a kid that makes no fucking sense yeah. no fucking sense <laughs> I'll just pass this off to somebody I just met this seems like a good idea that's terrible <laughs> so that all worked right. out badly and uh, Mysterio was using all these fucking drones to like you know wreck shit up in London and uh, at the end he basically faked his death and recorded a video message of like, oh, Spider-Man, you know, sent all these drones and everything, and he's trying to kill me now, and he's probably going to do it. And, uh, oh, by the way, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And then he, like, fakes his death, and it's like, oh, okay. So now, at the end of the movie, Peter Parker, they're showing this, like, J- uh, Jameson shows up, and he's like, uh, hey, you know, I got this footage, and I'm going to show it. <laughs> and uh, so he plays it, and everybody knows hey. now that, you know, Peter Parker Spider-Man, and he's now wanted for the murder of Mysterio, who everyone thinks is a hero. Okay. Who, who plays J. Jonah Jameson? They, uh, they got the same guy back again, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But now he's like, it's weird because they kept him kind of bald. Like, he's got a little bit of hair on the side, but he's mostly bald. <laughs> wow. All right. So it's a little bit different, but but he's that guy um, from that movie Whiplash and all that, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Name. He was on an episode of Party yeah. Down as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe two episodes actually. Yeah. I think he comes back in at one point later. Um, so all right, so this movie everyone knows he's Peter Parker, or Spider Man. Yeah, Parker. it picks up basically right where that left off and. Now the cops are after him, and he's trying to swing around. He's got MJ and shit and trying to get somewhere safe. And right from the get-go, I wasn't really buying this whole movie. Like, it's just moving so fucking fast because they got so much to get through. And it's just a lot of, like, everybody's talking really fast and kind of talking over each other, and it's just not good. Like, it was trying to be funny but not working at all. 
and I was just kind of out. <laughs> um, but uh, so, you know, he kind of, they go back to his apartment and, you know, they're being circled by helicopters and stuff like that. Everyone's trying to, you know, the cops are coming after him and all this stuff like that. Um, so the cops bring Peter Parker in and actually damage control, the Department of Damage Control brings him in. So that was a cool reference. Huh. I did appreciate that. Apparently damage control is not just, you know, the cleanup people. It seems like they're actually kind of like shield almost. Well, which is strange. But, like, but wasn't the old book from the eighties Damage Incorporated? Was that what it was called? Um Yeah, I can't remember if it was Damage Incorporated or Damage Control. I'll look it up while you're talking. But, but I, this I, was the, the, the yeah, the Department for, of Damage Control. Fantasy. Cool. Nice. I don't know. So, yeah, they bring him in. They bring, like, Aunt May in and MJ and Med and all this shit. And um, so, yeah, they, they kind of speed through that. And then all of a sudden they're they're meeting in Peter's living room again. And this is where our buddy Matt Murdock shows up for about two minutes yeah. of screen time. <laughs> oh, it is damage. And he's, it is damage control. How about that? Yeah. There you yeah, go. It seems like a, uh, one of them, uh, what am I going to call it, the uh, – Mandela things. <laughs> I could have sworn it was Damage Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. All right, but anyway. <laughs> like the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so, uh, yeah, because he, he calls Matt Murdock in for legal advice, and it's our buddy Charlie Cox from uh, mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah, and, sure it was. And he's he's already Daredevil. Like, even though we don't see him as Daredevil, we get to see him use his uh, Daredevil skills and shit, so you know he's there. Like, he catches a brick, right? Doesn't someone throw a brick through a yeah, window? Yeah, somebody throws a brick through the window. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he just, just kind of catches it, it as it's going through. And Peter's like, how the hell did you do that? He's like, I'm, I'm a, a very good lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Lawyer. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> but he just kind of waves it all away like, oh, hey. Um, um, so, like, yeah, I guess the, the, they're going to drop the charges against you. You're kind of – you're free to go. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh. That was very quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, but happy you might be in trouble. So, like, Stark Industries is, is getting fucked. But we're not even really going to talk about that in the movie. So, who cares? <laughs> All right, and he just kind of—that's—that's uh, that's about his whole his whole arc. Those two minutes. Okay, so we don't see him put on the Daredevil outfit at any point. No, no. It's still pretty cool Not that Charlie just... Cox is in this universe. Yeah, you know, because that opens yeah. the doors. Yeah, that's... opens the doors. You know what I'm <laughs> I'm I mean, I feel like the door was always open, but now at least it's official. Yeah, he's got to show up in something again, right? He has to. I would think. I saw something on Facebook saying that he was going to be appearing in something, but it didn't say what. Like, oh, but Charlie Cox will return as Daredevil. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> what does that mean, that. though? <laughs> all, right, all right. So uh, now I guess all the multiverse stuff happens from what I gathered from the commercials because Peter wants to get Doctor Strange to fuck up time or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter and Aunt May move in with Happy Hogan in, like, this safe house. And uh, they're kind of trying to stay low-key. But Peter tries going to school, but everybody's weird around him and shit. And then, like, him and MJ and Ned all apply for MIT. But then they all get rejection letters because of the whole Spider-Man thing. So <laughs> so Peter feels really bad about that. And he's like, hey, oh, i got to do something me, about this. Let me ask you, though. Uh, is Happy giving it to Aunt May? I hope not. They were a thing. <laughs> oh, um, the movie starts out, I think it was 
the end of the last movie they were even talking about, like where she was just like, oh, it was a fling. It was just, you know, kind of a one-time thing. But wow. And then she's kind of breaking up with Happy at the beginning of this movie, but then because of the whole, like, everyone knowing about Peter thing, I guess they kind of patch it up, or I don't know if they're who, still together or what. <laughs> who has a one-time fling with Marissa Tomei? Hey, you got to lock that down, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, Happy, he wanted to. I think it was oh, Aunt May that was just kind of like, nope. All right, well, that's understandable. <laughs> I'm not settling yeah. down. That's understandable. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah. so he, he wants Pit, like Doctor Strange to make it so they never – to alter time so no one ever knows he's Spider-Man. Is that what the premise is? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what happened after the Civil War in the comics or where you know, Aunt May was dying and he made the devil with Mephisto to – make everyone forget that he was Spider-Man and shit like that. Um, okay. But it's, he goes well, to Doctor Strange. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, making a deal with the devil. But why, is, why would Doctor Strange agree to do this? Well, <laughs> um, I guess it's – he apparently also, let's mention this right off the bat, because Peter goes to see Doctor Strange. Apparently Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. Wong is. What? Just fucking stupid. Yeah. No, brother. Guess because Doctor Strange got lived away, you know, for five uh, years. He lost oh, the title well, and basically sense. went to Wong. Well, that makes <laughs> sense. I need a new Sorcerer Supreme. Makes sense. The fact that it's Wong makes no sense. Uh, but yeah. No. So, why yeah, would yeah. Wong be in that Shang Chi movie fighting the Abomination in some fight club if he's the fucking Sorcerer Supreme? <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, got better things to do. Yeah, that makes no sense at all. But it should be in the comics. Brother Voodoo took over, right? Didn't a Brother Voodoo become the Sorcerer Supreme? Oh, yeah, briefly. <laughs> hey, hey I don't like how you just scoffed at Brother Voodoo. You just scoffed at Brother Voodoo, and I'll, I, don't, I don't like that at all, because Brother Voodoo's badass. So, yeah, right. he's good as Brother Voodoo. Yeah. But, yeah, right. it's, so it's weird that, like, okay, first Doctor Strange movie, he's, he's just a beginner, and then he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme, but we never really get to see that because he's already lost a job by the time he gets another movie. Like, that's great. <laughs> but so he's kind of like, you know, okay, like, Peter, yeah, basically wants the world to forget that he's Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange is like, all right, there's these runes we can do that'll, you know, do that, and I guess, why not? And Wong's kind of like, I wouldn't do it, but Doctor Strange yeah, is like, like, all right. Wait, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. understand why Strange would even agree to this. This seems like it is nothing but trouble. <laughs> like, if you do this, it's going to cause all sorts of trouble. <laughs> he kind of explains it away, like, oh, we've used this for worse. Like, do you remember that party at Camertage? And Wong's oh, like, no. That, and he's like, that's see? Terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. 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 That can't be the reason <laughs> for doing this. Well, it's about yeah, to be stupider because <laughs> – Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, because Doctor Strange starts doing the spell, and he's like, all right, I'm going to make everybody forget your Spider-Man. And, you know, he's trying to do his chanting and shit, and Peter just keeps interrupting, like, hey, uh, what about MJ? you got to make sure she remembers. And, you, and Ned and, and, and AMA, and he, like, keeps making him try to change the shit while he's doing it. It's like, why don't you just fucking tell him again once they forget? <laughs> like, you can tell him <laughs> that, that you're Spider-Man after that. Like, you fucking asshole. You can't interrupt the guy. <laughs> so everything that happens is his fault after this because eventually Doctor Strange is you know basically getting thrown off track and he's like alright fuck it and he just kind of like captures the spell in like a little ball and he's like alright yeah you fucked it all up so I can't do this I had to stop it or else things would get way out of control um, but apparently it did kind of get out of control and it starts bringing in other people from other realities now the way they describe it is People who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man are getting drawn here, even if they're from other realities. 
which makes no fucking sense because Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie didn't know he was Spider-Man at all. Wait, so Jamie Foxx shows up? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Why would you do that? Movie was terrible, right? And no one liked it. So why would yep. you bring Jamie Foxx sure into was. this movie? They brought the stupid-looking lizard with the person face. Oh my god! <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Yep. And uh, oh, there's another yeah, one heard... we'll to talk about, but it's in a post-credit scene that it's like, why is this character here? This makes no fucking sense. So they couldn't find room for Peter Porker, but they got Lizard with the human face and Jamie <laughs> Like I said, it's Fox. only people that we've seen before. And not even like, okay, like Mary Jane knew in the Tobey Maguire movies. Why isn't she here? Nope. No yeah. sign of her. <laughs> or Harry like Osborne. He knew. Day. No sign of him. Kirsten yeah. yeah. Dunst was getting it done back in the day. Uh, yeah, Fuck if yeah. you're taking anyone out of those other, the second Spider-Man movies, that group, I guess that James Garfield kid, because uh, is that his name, James? James Garfield? Uh, Andrew. President. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess you got to take Andrew Garfield, but Emma President Stone. James Garfield. Bring it Emma yeah, Stone, she knew. You know, from dead Gwen Stacy. <laughs> bring her back. Uh, that'll be yep. cool. But yeah, don't bring Jamie fucking Fox. Good lord. <laughs> yep. Yep. That sounds You're terrible. Seeing the problems here. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like the motivation yeah, so... for for Strange doing all this. Like the only way you can have him do this is like. If, uh, oh shit, we found out some, if this sequence of events is going to lead to the destruction of the universe, so we have to make it that no one remembers your Spider-Man. <laughs> all right, that makes kind of sense. But just say, ah, you know, all right, yeah, we'll just do it. Why not? Well, I guess he anticipated it not being a big deal, because it does sound like they did this all the time. But so how can it not Peter be a big Parker deal? I, I don't understand how, like... <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how yeah. they could not see how this is going to be, cause problems. I, I don't know. But... Doing it to the whole world is is pretty fucked up. Um, yeah. And then, like, Doctor Strange immediately does get pissed at him when he's just like, he's like, well, I mean, I can see why you came to me for this after, you know, you tried to talk to the MIT and get him to, to change things. And Peter's like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, didn't you go talk to them and try to plead your case? He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, so you just tried to get me to change reality instead of fucking talking to him. Like, you're an asshole. <laughs> but again... He wants him to get to change reality just because he got rejected from a uh, from a college. Really? Can, yeah. I, can anyone just well, get his, the reality his friend got for rejected. that? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to go change reality because I'm a loser. Can I get that change? Can we? Hey, Doctor Strange. Can we whip that around a few times? Maybe fix that up. Uh, maybe Dr. turn Strange. me into Phil Hartman and jingle all the way. <laughs> but maybe make change. my maybe make my next dart parlay hit. Can we do that, Doctor Strange? Can we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is terrible. This is terrible. I don't like any. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna get worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! So Peter then decides, okay, he's gonna go talk to the dean uh, from MIT and you know try to plead his case. That's an actual plot point. (laughs) Like, oh wait, you ever even tried to go talk to the dean? Oh well, okay, I'll go do that. And they actually shot a scene. Wait, this is actually in the movie. (laughs) Yep. Sadly, it is. (laughs) And she is basically in a car going to the airport. So he's just fucking, you know, running through traffic trying to find her and shit. And then all of a sudden, like, cars just start getting flipped over. And it's like, oh, Doc Ock is here. And, Ah, you know, Dolphin Molina, the old Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock and stuff. He's back. And so he sees Spider-Man. He's like, oh, I'm going to fucking get you. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Shit like that. And. Yeah, he tries to. <laughs> so, so what, the team at one point, her car. 
Like, nope. he, he has no not concept of what a dog hawk <laughs> is, right? Because he's never seen a dog nope. hawk. Yeah, all right. Not at all. Um, and he's got, like, his Iron Spider costume for this, so they, he's using his, you know, fucking other arms, too. It's like two guys with the four metal arms going at each other. Um, the Dean is in trouble. Like, her car is going over a bridge, so Peter saves her. And she's like, oh, you're a good guy. I'm going to talk to the admissions board and get oh you guys my God. in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this really? Is this real life? Are you? Is this a real? Yeah. Sadly, this is all true. Oh god, this sounds fucking horrible. Doc Ock like tries to uh, absorb like Peter's nanotechs into his arm, and like it just allows Peter to control the arms, so he's pretty much defeated right there. <laughs> all right. And uh, yeah, so Doctor Strange like teleports them back to his place, and. Uh, the lizard's already, like, in a cage, and now Doc Ock's in a cage, and he's like, hey, yeah, the spell went wrong, and now it's pulling in people that knew Peter Parker were Spider-Man from different realities right. and shit like that. But Wait, so how did the lizard <laughs> get caught? I guess Doctor Strange got him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, they don't but really how would do he... much with the lizard. It's just like... How would he even there. catch him? Like, Because <laughs> wouldn't he be going after Peter Parker? Why would he even be anywhere near Doctor... I don't know. This, I don't even want to ask questions about this. All right, keep going. Yeah. There's so many characters that they don't have time to like flesh out, flesh them all out. Let's just make sure we have time for Jamie um, Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, we got to put a stop to this and send all these guys home. Um, so you got to go track him down and shit like that. And he like kind of does a spell on his nanotech. So now he's got this like black and yellow costume. It's fucking stupid. It's like magically enhanced nanotech now. Oh, it's like goodness. none of this is Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, this it's is not the Spider-Man awesome. I like. This yeah, is terrible. So he he goes out and he finds Sandman, and Sandman's not really that bad. And he's just like, hey, yeah, yeah I like no. Spider-Man. You're cool. Is this the same Sandman, <laughs> the guy from Wings? That guy? Uh yes, Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. So yeah, he's back. Um, and then they find Electro, and like Sandman's kind of helping him fight Electro. Um, and Electro looks totally different now. Like he, he was like this weird dude with like a comb over and like, he was all goofy looking in the fucking other one. But now all of a sudden he's just normal Jamie Foxx. It's like, okay, <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. But he's still not in the green and yellow costume, right? He's he's still blue and shit and glowing blue. Or... He's less blue in this one. And they, right. he tries to like make the mask out of like electricity almost at one point, but it's yeah. it's not good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So he so Spider Man uses the thing Doc Strange got him. He gave him the magic to send them back and put them in cages. So he's like, well, I think there's just one more because when he was fighting Doc Ock, like somebody threw a bomb at him, but he didn't have time to like actually do anything because Doctor Strange brought him back. So he's like, <laughs> there's some other some other green guy on the bridge. We gotta go find. Uh-oh. So uh, yeah. Norman Osborn, uh, he is in an alley, and he just kind of, you can see him, he's basically talking in the mask like he did in the old Spider-Man movie, you know, where he's, like, fighting with the goblin inside of him, and just like, uh, I don't like you, and he smashes the mask against a dumpster, and he kind of puts, like, a purple hoodie on over the, the green, <laughs> you know, bodysuit. All right. <laughs> that's something, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of his costume. He doesn't have any kind of a mask the rest of the time, which is weird. Like, uh, it's like, yeah, oh, I like the purple hoodie, but you need a mask yeah. of some kind. You're getting close. 
One yeah, step forward, two not steps quite back. there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he goes to see Aunt, uh, Norman Osborne goes to the feast center and he's talking to Aunt May. And uh, so Aunt May calls Peter and like, you know, oh, one of your guys is over here, so you should probably come get him. And Norman's kind of like in control now, so he's like acting normal and shit like that. Um, and he just kind of lets Peter take him back to the uh, to the cave there <laughs> and put him in a cell. Um, so basically, Wait. you know, job's done. Wait, <laughs> yep, that's it. He's caught him all. Green Goblin doesn't that. fight like, him at all? No. No, not yet. No, come on. Yeah. Because it's basically Norman, you know, is in control, so he's like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just a good guy. I'm just a good How scientist guy. How is that fucking guy. possible? Did, who wrote yep. this? Do they understand? Like, that's not how you write things? What are they doing? It seems like the movie should end right here because he's basically, he's caught them all. They're all in cages. Doctor Strange has the, like, reversal spell ready to fucking go. And Peter's like, right. no, don't do it. <laughs> because he finds out that most of them are going to die. You know, like, Green Goblin's going to die as soon as he gets back. And Doc Ock's going to die as soon as he gets back to his reality. And basically, you know, from them all talking, he realizes they're all going to be, most of them are going to be killed. And he's like, oh, we can't let that happen. Like, <laughs> even though they're terrible right. villains. Like, how, do, how does can't he let that happen? die, though? How does he know they're going to die? Um, like when they're all talking to each other, like Sandman says, you know, oh, hey, yeah, Osborne and Dr. Octopus both died because he's, you know, from farther down in that reality. So he knows oh, about that okay. happening. So that, yeah, they're ripped out of different parts of the timeline, I guess. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, conveniently enough. <laughs> so he, he kind of realizes that and he's like, we should probably try to help these guys and like try to cure them. And stuff like that. And Doc or Doctor Strange is just like, why? Like, let's just fucking send them back home. It's not our problem. They shouldn't be here. Let's get them out of here. And Peter's like, no, we got to help them. And like, he takes Doctor Strange's like sling ring and like traps him in some other place where he can't get out of it. And he's just like, well, all right, time to help these guys. And he brings them all over to Aunt May's house. <laughs> this is like. He left them out of the cages. <laughs> all right, I was going to say something. But all right, keep going. Okay. Yeah. I was going to make a joke that way. And the whole time he's like, <laughs> yeah. when uh, he he was trying to track these guys down, he's like, oh, I need some help. So you think, oh, he's going to get the Avengers, like help him corral these guys. Nope. He just goes and gets MJ and Ned Leeds. Like they're going to help. They're fucking <laughs> useless. But these are the guys I need to help me. Um, <laughs> So they all go back to Happy Hogan's where, you know, Aunt May is staying and uh, Norman Osborn is, you know, helping out. He's you know, trying to help him come up with cures for these guys. And uh, they just have the lizard like out in a van. Um, but the rest of them are all just hanging out up there, like trying to come up with cures and shit. Uh, they come up with a chip for Dr. Octopus <laughs> where like instead of their arms controlling him, he'll be able to control the arms again. and He'll be back in control and he'll be normal. <laughs> Let and, me just pause you for one <laughs> second to uh, remind everybody. You know what's really good in a movie? Uh, when you get to see people conduct <laughs> research. Scientific yeah. Research. <laughs> Real crowd pleasers. Yep. There's like, a, there's like a whole folding contraption, you know, in Happy's yeah. Place. That's like, oh, it's like a synthesizing thing. It just makes whatever you want, basically. It's like, what the fuck? Well, that's, that's convenient. <laughs> that's quite the plot yeah. device. Very it makes whatever you want. Why, why hire writers? We can just have this make whatever we want. 
<laughs> There's like an arc, one of Iron Man's arc reactors is there, and you see Electro kind of eyeing it. And you're like, uh oh, that ain't gonna be what good. <laughs> it's gonna go well. So I'm guessing um, all these bad guys snap out of it, and they all become bad guys again. And then he has to fight them. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. You're right. And then um, Green Goblin basically takes control back of Norman Osborn, and yeah. you know, they all kind of start fighting again. And at one point, they the building or a bunch of the buildings getting destroyed. And Ant-Man ends up taking a goblin glider hit. <laughs> That's what I, I heard. Someone, I, I heard yep. that she gets stabbed in the side or something. So is she dead? Yeah. She dies. <laughs> that is a terrible decision. Why would you kill off Marissa? Did yeah. you don't want to do any more movies? Because Marissa Tomei is awesome. Why would you kill yeah. Marissa Tomei? She was like the one side character in these movies that was any good. <laughs> Oh, I, hate Ned, I hate MJ. She's so great. And and why would you? And this her? is that all is... fucking Peter's fault. Like in so many ways, this is all his fault. <laughs> he made the spell go wrong, and then he instead of letting Doctor Strange fix it, he was like, "Oh, I can help these guys." Like you fucking moron. <laughs> hey, here's what you do, Peter. Just get Doctor Strange to make a spell to go back in time and make uh, Aunt May come back to life. Why don't you just do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be nice. Something he abandoned him somewhere and gave the fling ring. Or you know what? Ned. Uh, go back in time so we can watch Aunt May do that stripper scene in The Wrestler again. Let's all do that. that <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Open a portal to that. <laughs> yeah. I guess all Peter right. Parker wouldn't be into that, though. <laughs> so, uh, so Aunt May's dead, which just sucks. Yep, she's dead. All Peter's fault. And she gives the whole, uh, you know... We, it was the right thing to help him. With great power comes great responsibility. So <laughs> basically, I guess they've replaced Uncle Ben in this reality with Aunt May. But Although he's she didn't die Spider-Man. for, you know, he's already he's been Spider-Man for a couple of years now. So you didn't need that whole thing. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a bloated CGI mess, especially the final battle. Like, oh, it just looked horrible. It was at night. Like, there's just sand and electricity everywhere on, like, a bunch of scaffolding. It's like, this is fucking dog shit. So, so I guess in the midst of this um, big fight, the other Spider-Men show up? Yeah, so before the big fight, like, Ned's got Doctor Strange's sling ring, and he's kind of waving his hand around and randomly starts opening up a portal. And uh, so then, like, oh, maybe we can find Peter with this. And they're like, find Spider-Man, and... You know, it opens up a portal, and they see Spider-Man in an alley, and he comes walking over, and it turns out it's Andrew Garfield. So it's like, oh, okay. We found a Spider-Man, but not the right one. <laughs> Did like, the well, crowd go mild in the theater when they saw Andrew Garfield? <laughs> they go, oh, that's the Spider-Man no one wants to see. Why is he here? All yeah. Right. Nobody, uh, <laughs> at least in the theater I was at, nobody was really that into it, it seems. Um, uh-huh. So they're like, okay, we've got to try until we find our Peter. Did anyone react? <laughs> we got to keep trying to find our Peter. Yeah, I've said that many a night. But uh, did, uh, did anyone react when uh, Charlie Cox showed up on screen? I thought the crowd would erupt. Yay, Daredevil, woohoo. Anything? <laughs> Nothing? Uh, no, not much. <laughs> the fuck? All right. Barely a whisper. <laughs> um, so they try it again, and then they find um, you know, Tobey Maguire, who's not even wearing a Spider-Man suit, just Tobey Maguire. Um, he comes walking over, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're just like, oh, well, I don't know, I guess that didn't work. And then they give up, and they're like, we got to find Peter. It's like, why did you try again? 
<laughs> it's that guy from Sea Biscuit. Like, find our Peter. <laughs> What's he doing here? Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of another movie he was in. He was in Sea Biscuit, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in Sea Biscuit. I can't think of another show. <laughs> I was trying to think of that one with uh, Pleasantville. Uh, um, oh, Pleasantville would have been a good one. Yeah. Or uh, Cider House that one? Rules, maybe? Cider House Rules. That's what I was trying to think of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the guy from Seabiscuit. <laughs> What's he doing here? Why isn't he in the Spider-Man outfit? I don't know. Like, he was, yeah. Like, they've apparently been in this reality like a day now, and they're just trying to figure out hey, what the fuck they're doing there. What if, what if they would have pulled in the bad Toby Maguire? Remember when he, before he oh, had yeah. the black dancing Toby? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> yeah so then they just like try to go find Peter and he's up on the roof at the high school I guess they're like oh that seems like a good place he might be and turns out they're right <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of what? using the ring again just to be like find our Peter like <laughs> he's probably on the roof of the high school Uh so yeah, they, he's all there. He's he's crying, and then they they're like, hey, you know, we found some other people here, and uh, Andrew and Toby come out, and they're just like, hey, yeah, you know, we've been through some shit too. Like, I lost one <laughs> Stacy, and Toby's just like, yeah, I lost my uncle Ben, and <laughs> apparently, like Andrew Garfield, like he was just like, yeah, like after one Stacy died, like I stopped pulling my punches, like. On these villains, so I'm like, oh damn! Is he just like murdering people? <laughs> we've, we've all been through some shit. We've all been in like I don't know five shitty movies. <laughs> Man, all right, good lord. Yeah, it is weird that like only the villains we've seen in those movies came over. Like, yeah, not didn't they ever fight anybody else <laughs> in the future? No. Yeah, it would have been a good opportunity to bring in just a whole bunch of villains that no one's ever seen before. You yeah. Know? And you know what is weird? Like, you brought in all these villains from other universes, but there's no Vulture or Mysterio in this? <laughs> like, the ones who are actually already in this universe? Well, they're dead in this universe, right? So you can't come – or are they dead? No, Vulture's in jail. Oh, um, okay. I think he's and actually in the Morbius movie for some reason. Oh. <laughs> they're making um, Yeah, Mysterio movie? faked his death. Yeah, with Jared Leto. Oh, the trailers look pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, not a big fan. But yeah, so they kind of, you know, they bond over all their trauma and shit. And I want to check like, the right. IMDb here for something, and uh, it says uh, eight point nine out of ten for this movie. That's really high for yeah. IMDb. Eight point nine. Really I don't high. get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, once just... you start seeing the three Spider Men on on screen together, it's somewhat better. But again, the humor doesn't really work very much. Um, I mean, there's some good stuff because they're kind of Andrew and Tom are just kind of like, what the fuck with your organic webbing? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> like, how do you make that shit? Yeah, he just shoots it right out of himself. Yeah, <laughs> so they're kind of weirded out by that. But they all decide, like, oh, hey, we're gonna all get, hit the labs together, and we're gonna come up with cures for all these guys because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> And granted, like, even though they trapped Doctor Strange, like, he's given MJ this cube that basically all she has to do is hit a button and these guys can be sent home immediately. <laughs> and for some reason, they're not doing it, <laughs> even after Aunt May has now been murdered. <laughs> they're still like, we well, need to save these guys and cure them and shit. So they end up having a big final battle on the Statue of Liberty 
which is basically there's a bunch of scaffolds all around it because they're doing construction on the Statue of Liberty to give uh, to basically replace the torch with a giant Captain America shield. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which ends up getting destroyed and like falling eventually, and uh, I guess by the end of the movie, it's back to the regular Statue of Liberty. <laughs> So I'm looking um, at the guys who wrote this film, and uh, their names are Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, and they also did uh, Spider-Man: <laughs> Far From Home, and they did Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Spider-Man: Homecoming, <laughs> Lego Batman, mm-hmm. and then they also did episodes of Community, American Dad. Um, yeah, they're, oh. they both come out of a Community writing room, which uh, pedophile ran that out writing room. It'd be funnier. Um, no, no. Yeah, this, this, uh, this fucking, uh, I don't know, this sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, they all start fighting again. Doc Ock kind of helps him at one point because the thing that they did to him earlier really did work, and he's, he's not a bad guy, turns out. Um, Green Goblin at one point uh, knocks MJ off, like, the, you know, the scaffolding, and she's falling, and... You know, Peter from this universe tries to go catch her, but then the Green Goblin, you know, grabs him and flies him off, so she's just still falling. And, uh, like, Andrew has to jump in there and, and save her. Like, he couldn't do to Gwen Stacy <laughs> yeah. actually saves her. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. They should, have got a redemption. they should have webbed her by the leg, and then her neck snaps when she uh, stops. Yep. Suddenly. <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> Worked out so well. <laughs> so, yeah, it ends up like, you know, Peter's fighting the Green Goblin, and he's beating the shit out of him, and he grabs the glider, and he's kind of going to, you know, murder him, basically. <laughs> but uh, Toby Maguire kind of steps in and stops him, and then the Green Goblin stabs him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Seabiscuit. Ugh. <laughs> Does Toby Maguire dead now? No, he's just like, oh, it's okay. I've been stabbed before. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Maybe that ain't will pull through. You know, she's been stabbed a yeah. few times. She'll be all right. <laughs> she was not. <laughs> um, but basically, so the spell is now going even more out of control. Doctor Strange shows back up. Um, he's like, hey, this thing's getting out of control. Like, all these other people from other realities are starting to come over. We've got to stop this right now. But he's like, I don't know how to do it, really. And Peter's just like, okay, I figured out a way, which makes no fucking sense. But he's like, let's just have everyone forget that Peter Parker ever existed. And then somehow these people will stop being pulled over because they won't know about Peter Parker. (laughs) So he's like, all right. But then, you know, your friends are not going to know who you are anymore. And he's like, yeah, it's all right. I'm kind of sick of that MJ broad anyway. She's making googly yeah. eyes at Andrew Garfield. You know, I can do better. Time to All move right. on. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and says his goodbyes to the other two Spider-Men and goes and says goodbye to MJ and Ned. And he's, they're like, you better come find us and, like, tell us what happened and, uh, you know, make us remember you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I promise. <laughs> horrible. So Doctor Strange does the spell. Nobody remembers him anymore. 
It's like he never existed, which I don't I don't understand how that works exactly. Like how does he does he have a social security number anymore? Like, <laughs> like can what, he get a where, job? Does he work at the Daily Bugle? Like what happens to all his assignments? I don't know, does he? Yeah, I don't know. It's not like if Aunt May's, you know, will isn't gonna go to him because things have been rewritten that she wouldn't have remembered him if she were alive. It's like I don't know how yeah. he's gonna get money. <laughs> But he, a couple weeks later, he tries to go find MJ where she works, and he's gonna, he's got a whole speech prepared, like, oh, hey, I'm gonna, you know, tell you, try to convince you that you know me. Um, but she's like, you know, got an acceptance letter to MIT and stuff, and he's like, oh, I'm all happy for you, so I'm just gonna leave you alone. <laughs> and he basically just doesn't <laughs> tell them. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we see him kind of renting an apartment, like a shitty apartment, and uh, sewing an actually good-looking Spider-Man costume for fucking once. Like, by the end of the movie, he actually has a costume that's made of cloth and looks just like the Spider-Man costume in the comics. And you're like, God damn it! Why now are we getting this at the end of the three movies instead of the whole fucking time? So that's it? That's how it ends? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's basically there's, you know, a bunch of snow in New York, and he's out there swinging and going to fight some crime, I guess. Are they, are they so. going to make more movies, or is this, like, the last one that he's going to make? I don't know. Like, I've seen articles saying that he's coming back. I've seen articles saying he's not coming back. I honestly don't know at this point. <laughs> um, that, that it seems, seems like, like you almost have they to don't bring him back. back. That kind of, yeah. That's kind of an ending. You almost have to come back. So. I mean, if it happened, if if this had to happen to any Spider-Man, I'm kind of glad because I hated like all the supporting cast. So if they're all gone, yeah, like that's great. <laughs> get rid of that stuff. Just have them be with the Avengers. Yeah, keep good Tom Holland. To... Get rid of everybody else. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I like him better with those characters. Um, all right. So yeah, there's the just so much scene? magic and like he's fighting Doctor Strange in the Mirror World and stuff. It's just like. I'd like a Spider-Man movie to be more Spider-Man-y, not more magic-y and Doctor Strange-y. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the post-credits scene, it cuts to Tom Hardy's Venom in some bar in like, you know, Texas or something like that, talking to some bartender about the Avengers. Like, so there was a big green guy and some Spider-Man dude. What's going on here? So clearly, there's no Spider-Man in the Venom movie. He doesn't even yeah. know anything about Spider-Man. So why the fuck yeah. was he brought over? He doesn't know Peter Parker's Spider-Man. He knows nothing about any of this. Uh, if anything, they should have brought Topher Grace. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So we see him then teleport away, but like a little black piece of the symbiote still sitting on the bar there. So I guess that's what uh -oh. creates Venom in this reality. <laughs> Well, that sets up perfectly then for the next movie because he's wearing the old cloth blue and red, and then they'll get the symbiote, and there you go, Venom's back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no need for him to have Won't the symbiote costume. Fun. He's got the nanotech and everything. Yeah, so. true. I don't even know what right. happened to the nanotech. I'm glad he went to the cloth costume, but <laughs> I don't. I don't remember going away. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I hate this movie. I, I'm. Just hearing you describe yeah. it, I can't it. <laughs> it was not good. I yeah, people really are didn't care it. for it. Why do people love it so much? Just like the nostalgia stuff of seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew. Like, does anyone even it. give a like fuck the about of all Garfield? three of the Spider-Men together? Like, <laughs> did anyone even like do. those movies? 
Like I don't remember. At the time, no, but either. apparently, you know, you let enough time pass and people remember everything fondly. I guess. That's what I'm hoping with this show. You know, like if we uh, maybe 30 <laughs> yep. years from now, people will look back and say, "Hey, remember when he was giving up dark picks? That was the best. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, was the best Call days of gold. my life." <laughs> All right. Uh, so there it and, is. Uh, oh, at the end home. of the movie, like the very oh. end, uh, like after the credits, there's a uh, basically it was it wasn't so much a scene as just a full on trailer for Doctor Strange two. Oh, okay. So I got to see some Elizabeth Olsen there. I mean, that made me happy. Hey, no. yeah, um, hey, no. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they are bringing in that evil Doctor Strange from What If. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's going to be a big part of that. Um, oh, that's cool. He showed a little bit of Baron Mordo. He's got, like, dreadlocks now, <laughs> like a weird goatee. <laughs> well, that's something, I guess. But, yeah, I'm very disappointed yeah. that, no, uh, uh, I guess, and then after that little preview of Doctor Strange 2, uh, Peter Porker swings by the screen and says, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> Yeah, no Peter Porker and then all this other bullshit. No. It sounds terrible. I am never going to watch this movie. I just uh, Yeah, I can't blame you. It's uh, uh it's it's not good. I saw it with Scooch who hadn't seen a movie Scooch. or Spider Man movie since <laughs> Spider Man three. <laughs> so he was yeah. I think a little bit lost, but he didn't really care for it either, so I don't know. Yeah. I wanna see a movie about Scooch. So <laughs> That's a good superhero awesome. name right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well we only got like uh, 15 minutes left here, so let me uh, rip through the uh, the Black. Wi- I saw the Black Widows. Yeah. And because uh, I went back to watch it after uh, seeing uh, Pew, Florence Pew, and uh, Hawkeye, I'm like, holy hell, this lady! I got to go see more of her. So I went <laughs> back to watch Black Widow. And here's the thing about the Black Widow. I know you said you didn't enjoy. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. I yeah, they totally fucked up Taskmaster, obviously. And uh, mm-hmm. some of the action sequences were kind of ridiculous. And uh, but uh, I thought the actors, like the main actors, very much so. I, thought, I thought all the main actors were very good. Like even the guy from uh, Stranger Things, he was playing uh, Red yeah, Guardian. Yeah, Red and, Guardian. Uh, yeah. yeah, Red Guardian and, and Yelena Belova were the best parts of that movie. Like Scarlett Johansson yeah. was just kind of an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't do yeah, much in her own movie. Even Rachel Weisz or whatever, she was fine. And so I liked all the actors. I thought they were fine. Um, but I still liked it. I mean, there's still a lot of problems with it and everything, but uh, I'd still give it a thumbs up. Like I would say to watch it just to see uh, Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson. I thought that was, I thought you yeah. need. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'd give it, if you're going to do a like, Black Widow watch, movie to me, you should you make watch it a this or would you watch movie, Captain like, Marvel? Like I'd rather watch this than Captain Marvel, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Just before that one for sure. Yeah, I wish it would have played into the spy thing and made it, you know, like a Mission Impossible or a Jason Bourne type thing. But there wasn't any yeah. like, oh, we have to get in here and steal some secrets or anything like that. It's just, just fighting on well, a helicarrier and shit that's falling. They had, yeah, Earth. they had to get to the red like, room, you know. But uh, yeah, I hear you. It wasn't like totally uh, top secret yeah, spy like, stuff or anything. But, yeah, um, like lean into what the genre is instead of just making it kind of generic Marvel movie number seventy-two. Uh, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, they should do that. Like, they should make um, – they, they were kind of doing that with the Netflix shows a little bit. Like, they were uh, – Daredevil had his own feel. Jessica Jones had her own feel. Luke Cage. But but then they kind of got away from it. I don't know. But, yeah, each movie should have its own <laughs> – like, Shang-Chi should have just been a kung fu movie out of the 70s. Like, that's what Shang-Chi should yeah, have Yeah, exactly. And um, – No yeah, dragons. Should, no – Yeah, they should have been like a straight up from – 
Yeah, they should have been up a straight up James Bond kind of thing. But uh, I, I would still, yeah. uh, I'd probably give it a seven though, or six, seven and a half, seven, something like that, just because uh, of uh, Belova and Johansson. But um, whatever. <laughs> All right. So uh, then, then I watched the Hawkeyes, and uh, it ended this uh, week. It had the final episode, six episodes, and uh, we get to see the Kingpin in this final episode, and it's our buddy Vincent D'Onofrio. And he's doing kingpin mm-hmm. things. He's just so good as the kingpin. Oh, that guy's fucking great. And uh, yeah, he, he really uh, – it's kind of weird because Hawkeye and him never interact at all. It's just kind of Kate Bishop. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, because they had so many storylines and uh, all these characters. And they all had to like the, – the final episode is like an hour long. And um, they had to get so much stuff. So they all kind of like break off into little sections and – there's a big fight scene, but Kate Bishop goes off to go after her mom. He's tied into the kingpin, and Hawkeye's fighting uh, Yelena Belova. She shows up to kill him, you know, and he's trying to convince mm-hmm. her that he didn't kill Scarlet, you know, Black Widow, and he loved Black Widow like she loved her and everything. And but she doesn't want to believe him. She says, "Ah, hey, you killed her, or whatever." But he eventually convinces her. How does he convince her, Drake? By doing that little whistle they do at the beginning of the Black Widow's movie. He does that whistle, you know, that they do when they were kids. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. And she goes, hey, how do you know that whistle? And he's like, she told me. Black Widow told me about that whistle. So, yeah, so then she's all right. So they start talking, and she she says, all right, I won't kill you, Hawkeyes. You can stay here. And then she leaves. And uh, But Kate Bishop fights the kingpin, and uh, he's just beating the holy hell out of her. And uh, as he should, he's kingpin. Like, she shoots him with an arrow it, right in the chest. He just grabs the arrow and throws it out of his belly. He's like, yeah, fuck you, Kate Bishop. I'm going to kill you anyway. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Vincent Donofrio is pretty fucking awesome in this. And uh, but then yeah, Kate I Bishop, heard like he was getting hit by cars and yeah, getting blown up machine, like fucking yeah. Bob Conrad and just like he <laughs> doesn't die like. All right, I'm like that it, doesn't sound like the kingpin. No, no, well he didn't get blown up like that. But no, the kingpin is a big badass dude though. You know, like uh, in the you know he's just a big badass dude. And like he got hit by a car, mm-hmm. but not like like her mom. It was a little weird. Her mom hits him with a car and push push like knocks him through a plate glass window of a storefront. You know. And then Kate Bishop goes in to fight him in the store and um, stuff's going on. But it's nothing like – Kingpin in the comic books is a big badass dude, you know? So I have no problem with any of that stuff. Yeah, but and he's he not doesn't, like the Hulk. <laughs> no, he no, no. Daredevil, he, who doesn't really have super strength. <laughs> no, but Kingpin, it's kind of – he kind of does have super strength, Kingpin. Like, he kind of – not well, like Hulk strength, but, you know. Right. He's, he's got a lot of muscle. Yeah. That's, like, mostly muscle instead of fat. Yeah, like, they all think it's fat, but no, no, no. It's all muscle. And he's a uh, yeah. people. So, like, he ripped a door off a car and everything in there. So, yeah, but it's kind of cool to watch because D'Onofrio is just eating up the scenery and just being awesome. And then Kate Bishop eventually beats him because she, like, does this little trick. She uh, Hawkeye taught her, and she flips a coin like a thing, and it, it triggers some uh, trick arrows, and it blows up. But it's not like a blow-up explosion. Like, uh, it's kind of like a concussive explosion, not like a, a fiery explosion, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like a uh, sound wave mm-hmm. explosion situation, like knocking them oh, backwards. Oh, okay. It's not like a fiery, you know, boom explosion. <laughs> yeah, not a full-on so, bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got, so it knocks him out, and then uh, later when the cops go to get him, he's gone. So, but then they show him walking uh, in the alleyways, and that Echo girl, who we talked about before, the Echo, she found out that Kingpin mm-hmm. was actually the killer of her father, and then he, uh, but he found out that she found out, so then he was going to um, <laughs> have her killed, but she defeated Triple the guy cut. who was sent to kill her. So then she tracked down the kingpin in the alley, and she just walks right up to him with the gun, and boom, shoots him in the face. But we don't see her shoot him in the face. Uh, like, she puts the gun to his face, and he says, I don't think we're, we're seeing eye to eye on this or whatever. And then they cut the scene 
So you just hear the gunshot. You don't actually see the hair shooting him. But if, so everyone's oh. like, what, the kingpin's dead already? And uh, you just bring him back and he's dead? <laughs> but in the comic books, that's what happens. She shoots him in the face. He loses his eyes. Yeah, he gets blinded. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's fine. But people are like flipping out. No, no, he's fine. This is the way it's supposed to work. Um, so we're going to see him again, I'm sure. And hopefully we see Daredevil and Echo and everybody but he together. he won't see us, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Well, eventually he does because everyone – he got his sight back, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah. That blindness, he, he just shook it off. You know, just rubbed some dirt on it, <laughs> and uh, he recovered. <laughs> but, so yeah, the, the Hawkeyes. Um, and then the Swordsman, he really didn't really do that much. Uh, he was fighting the bad – the tracksuit mafia and stuff in the final episode, and he turned a good guy. You know, he's, he's helping Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. But he wasn't really that involved in any – he's just kind of an auxiliary piece to things. Um, the cool thing about the final <laughs> episode, there was a lot of trick arrows. They were shooting all kinds of trick arrows, and it was fucking awesome. And that's the best thing about Hawkeye, having the trick arrows. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. That's his one so cool thing. On Marvel Avengers Alliance, when they first had Hawkeye on the game, he didn't have any trick arrows. I'm like, what the fuck? But then they redid them. They, you know, upped them up, and they gave him yeah. trick arrows, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, so in the movie you, or in the TV show, you get to see him shoot a bunch of trick arrows and shit. So it's pretty cool. Um, and then, like, the big thing uh, was, like – Listen, this plot gets a little weird. There's some holes in it, and I don't know if it all ties together or makes sense if you really sit down and think about it. But one of the big things was that they were trying to get this watch back, and you never knew what the watch was. And at the end, when they go home, he takes Kate Bishop back to his house uh, for Christmas, and here the watch belonged to his wife. And she turns the watch over, and it's a shield watch, Agent 19, Mockingbird. Oh, shit. So Yeah, yeah so she's, I guess, Mockingbird. And uh, so I guess that I, means I, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not part of the same universe. <laughs> apparently not. She's not have, Adrian Padalecki. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so that's pretty cool. But if you remember in Age of Ultron, when they show up at Hawkeye's house and uh, he has a wife and a family and she kisses him and, he, and Tony Stark's like, yeah, that's got to be an agent. And then he sees the kids and he's like, oh, yeah, they're smaller <laughs> agents. But yeah, it turns out she was an agent. Yeah, it's Mockingbird. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I, I liked it. It's a fun show. It's enjoyable. I think it's the most consistently solid show for Marvel uh, on these uh, Hulus and Disney Plus. Like, WandaVision <laughs> had the highest of highs, but, uh, you know, sure. fell off a cliff there. But uh, this was consistently <laughs> solid all six episodes. There's no, like, dead spots in this. It's it's solid. So, so Yelena Belova just gave up fighting Hawkeye, and she's, well, once she found she's out, still working you know, for... Yeah, she was hired to, well, she was hired to kill Hawkeye, but she, along the way she found out that the person that hired her was bad. Um, so she's like, mm. she had no loyalty to them, but um, she was still going to kill him because she thought he killed Scarlet Witch. But then when they found out, all right, you're a good guy, you didn't really kill him, they, they had a big conversation and everything. And so she's like, all right, I'm not going to kill you. So she out of the Dark Avengers already or whatever they're doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. She just walked away. But I'll tell you this much. If you start a new Avengers team with Haley Steinfeld and this uh, Florence Pugh lady, oh, holy hell. You can just uh, – that's a license <laughs> to print money because those movies are going to be awesome. Because <laughs> they have a couple scenes together, and their scenes together are very good. They have great chemistry. There's a scene in an elevator that's actually very funny. So, uh, yeah, highly recommend them pursuing something with the new Avengers team of those two as cornerstones. Uh, that would be really good. Yeah. Hmm. Mark my words, Jank going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'd recommend this is the Hawkeyes. only shut-in market. Loves it. Yes. Uh, g- go give Hawkeyes a whirl. Um, and then uh, MacGruber. <laughs> I don't think I will. 
No, Groover. seriously, go watch Hawkeye. It's good. MacGruber, it. <laughs> um, though, uh, eight episodes. I, I've never watched the MacGruber movie. All I know of MacGruber so is from, from the old SNL sketches, and I used to like them back in the day. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll give the, the series a whirl here on the Peacocks. And, it, you know, it's MacGruber stuff, but uh, it's very it's funny. You know, I like Will Forte. It's, so if you like MacGruber, I think you know what you're in for, and it's pretty much that. Kristen Wiig's in it, and she's very good. And, uh, you know, it's funny. They're, they're trying to get uh, – involves him stopping some evil dudes from poison, using uh, poison gas against the world and everything and all that kind of stuff. But it's funny. No, I liked it. Uh, here, here's my question for you, though, uh, Jake. Uh, in the MacGruber yeah. movie, was it like ultra violent? Yeah. Yeah, there was a good amount of violence. Like he kept because the, t- the whole thing, the whole movie was he's going to rip uh, Val Kilmer's throat out. Did, did he actually <laughs> do it though? Yep. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to say, in this series, he's ripping throats out left and right. He rips a guy's nose off. <laughs> There's several beheadings. Uh, he crushes a guy's head with a rock. Uh, after he rips the guy's nose off, he says, hey, got your nose. Then he says, hey, what, what did the hunting knife say to the brain? And then he just stabs the guy in the side of the head with his knife, and it goes right to the guy's head. And he says, hey, just passing through. And then he runs away. <laughs> so it's like that's what you're getting out of MacGruber. Like, it's, <laughs> it's very violent, like over-the-top violent. Um, did he do the celery thing? No, I don't even know a celery thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll have to watch the movie to find out about that. Yeah, I, probably, I might watch it tonight even. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, so shoot. I give MacGruber I'm gonna shoot. a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. a thumbs up. Yeah, Pretty between good. MacGruber and uh, Letterkenny on Sunday, like, I got a lot to watch this weekend. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Letterkenny on Sunday. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Larry would love uh, MacGruber because Billy Zane's in it. Oh, my God, really? Yes, he's the main villain. villain? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Sam Elliott is in it (laughs) as well. And uh, what was Sam Elliott, MacGruber's dad, in the movie? Because that's who he is. Uh, I don't think so. Right. What did I remember? Uh, so yeah, yeah. Give MacGruber (laughs) a whirl. It's worth it. Oh, I will. Eight eight episodes. I plowed through it in like three days. I guess I watched all eight of them. And, uh, Are they a half hour or an hour? Yeah, they're about a half hour, I guess. They go by quick, so that's not too rough. Sweet. Um, so there you go. I guess that's the big show. I think we covered everything. And uh, Yeah, I think so. Now, I may not be here next week if I hit the, that dart parlay, because I may just retire. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my $5 winnings. <laughs> yeah. Right off into the I mean... <laughs> but I... I think uh, we'll be doing a show next week on New Year's Eve. Yeah. All the lonely shut-ins. We'll be doing a show. Do we have a movie to watch next week? Because I saw that New Year's Evil is on Prime. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is New Year's Evil? Some kind of a New Year's-themed slasher movie from the 80s. Oh, all right. Uh, we'll take it into consideration. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing Tuffy will be back next week. Although he yep. might be out getting I think it he done. said he was. Hey, you never know. When I hit this dart parlay, all the ladies might be flocking around, and I might be busy next week on New Year's Eve. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, you got to make guessing, it rain. I'm guessing we'll be here. Uh, so Merry Christmas to everybody. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Merry Jake. Christmas to you, Mike, though. Thanks to Aaron C. Thompson for stopping by. And uh, Oh, shit, I forgot i got to play a closing theme. Um, 
<laughs> well, I don't know. I'll just, I'll you just call before the show shuts off. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, the last minute save that we always like. <laughs> the British lady calls it. She's like, nope, it's over. It's going to give you close. I'm flipping. All right. Well, thank you, Jank. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> or Merry just play Christmas. the Charmin song. That works for everything. <laughs> and until next week, pass the gin, Governor Getty.